This episode of the podcast is with Carter Ray. He is a filmmaker, actor, and trans activist living in Los Angeles. His upcoming short film, The Change Up, tackles the unbelievably stressful situation of coming out as trans to a budding relationship and um, and what it means to be trans in an unaccepting otherwise unaccepting society uh, very interesting very powerful film uh, in only about 15 minutes which is uh, super short right uh, we talked a lot about uh, how we met. We met at our day jobs. Uh, we talked about just the current environment uh, for trans and LGBT communities. Um, it's uh, it's tough times. Um, it's getting better, but we're not there yet. We have a lot of work to do. Everybody has a lot of work to do. A lot of soul searching. A lot of acceptance to well accept and I want to thank him once again for coming on and telling his story so enjoy I sure did sweet and now we're just bullshitting now it there right. we go cheers <laughs> cheers, cheers. That. yeah let's go to uh Lagunitas little something little something something shout out sponsored <laughs> I've been trying <laughs> I used to follow this um this YouTube channel called Jam in the Van, and they would do, uh, they would just cover bands, like they'd have a big van and put bands inside, and they'd just play. play. It was more like a trailer, yeah. you know, but yeah. uh, they'd go to festivals and do it, they'd uh, just park in front of like the Echo or something in LA. Random places, just, yeah, and just jam out. And just jam out, and, and put it on YouTube. But they'd always be sponsored by like one beer at a time, and for a long time it was Lagunitas. Oh, yeah, and the it's dream. Like, oh, did they do that? All right. <laughs> I, I mean, Lagunitas is like, the best drink. I, I really like when it comes to IPAs, I just, I don't, I don't know if any other IPA could top it. Mm -hmm. I like stone. I mean, I got, I got tired of stone, but yeah. I like stone. I, I can't <laughs> think of a, I mean, Angel City in LA, uh, the arts district has really good IPA. I went there. I was a little underwhelmed. Maybe it was really? just a slow night. Maybe the beer was okay. It was mm. good. I'm I'm into the I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. I like the space. It's a great space. Oh yeah, yeah. It's sick. I love the arts district too. I, yeah. I used to spend a lot of time at Resident. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. 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 I love that. One of the greatest venues in L.A. Yeah. I think, and it's just so simple. It's yeah. It's small, and you got cheap beer outside, and it's awesome. It's oh, yeah. you know who is good? Uh, Goose Island. Goose Island. Nobody has it really anymore. I, I don't see it anywhere, but it's so good. Yeah, Goose Island is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Are you um do you drink liquor much? I I do drink liquor. Um I I like mules. So but I That's vodka, right? Yeah, it's vodka. Mm -hmm. So I love Tito's. Mm -hmm. Tito's is so good. Um I've had I think too many trash nights where with liquor that I just kind of I mean I I normally will start with liquor and I'll I'll finish with beer. Yeah. It's kind of how I get I get I do it. It's a good way to go. What is it? Uh, liquor for liquor before beer. You're in the clear. Yeah, beer before liquor. Never been sicker. Never been sicker, and I've learned that. <laughs> <laughs> I found that either way, I'm fine. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah, smoking a little bit and then. Yeah, 
uh, and then having like half of what I would have had smoking weed. Weed. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I get sick when I smoke weed, so I and it's just all really? I've always been that way. Always that sucks. So I just <laughs> I just vape. Mm. That's kind of just I when I and I got really trashed. It was like a few. It was like two weeks ago. I had an edible and I was normally like dosing myself out and mm-hmm. like like so I would like I could do edibles no problem but it was like I had to take it in dosage and my girlfriend was like hey like take this and you know and I, and I was like all right for sure she was like no like I was like that's a little much for me mm-hmm. she's like no like this is how much you take in the whole night I'm just giving it to you at once and I'm like okay mm. I was done I was, yeah. I was done <laughs> I was spinning I was really sick but whenever I smoke I, I get really sick yeah I don't know why I just get really, really dizzy, really nauseous, and I just, I, so I just kind of. Maybe that's why. Maybe that just ruined it. I don't know. (laughs) It's like, oh, you're going to have 10 beers all day. Why not just drink Drink them all now? Drink all at once. Chug them all now. No. (laughs) You know. That's a terrible idea. She, I will say she did feel really bad, and (laughs) she, but, you know, it's, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. No, you, you live and you learn. Edibles especially are. Yeah, no, and I, and I live and you learn. I learned. I will not, I will not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I just, I just remember, remember that feeling. Yeah. My roommate's home. Oh, my roommate's home. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a terrible feeling when you feel like you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. (laughs) And you don't. Not fun. It's not fun. (laughs) Yeah. Not at all. Beer's the same way. In a different way. In a different way. <laughs> but the same. Exactly. Mm. So what are you working on right now? I'm actually working on a lot of stuff right now. Yeah. Um, so I I just, like, I just actually, today, I just signed with a new agency. Oh, nice. Yeah, this morning, actually. Uh, me and Congrats. my manager. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, they're fairly, I was with a big agency in L.A., and I felt like I was getting lost, and I and I was signed with them across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of getting lost in their roster. I felt like I was getting categorized into, um, I was their trans actor. You know, mm-hmm. I was like their, their trans actor, and that was kind of all I was being sent out on. And I found myself getting kind of frustrated because I was like, you know, um, I'm more than just a trans person. You know, I can send me out on other roles other than tr- trans roles that you have me on so I felt like I was getting really lost in their um, roster and I was also felt like I was getting Mm -hmm. boxed in and so I ended up you know me and my manager had a conversation about if we're going to renew with my agency and we both kind of were like we're going to find a new agency so we found this new one that we did a few interviews with different agencies and we found this one that we really liked and um you kind of have to like I think a lot of times people are actors are searching for agencies and they kind of jump the gun on the first agency that offers to sign with them. But you have to remember that like your agency is working for you. You're not working for your agency. Yeah, it's this yeah. whole like, you know, um, who, who's the best fit for you. So I kind of, me and my manager went into it with that mentality. Like we're interviewing them. Like what makes, yeah. why, you know, why should we be with you? And, um, you're a client, not a customer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, they really seemed excited um, uh, just about, like, wanting me on their roster, and I was really excited that, um, you know, it made me feel good that they wanted they wanted me as well. So I just kind of we, – we made that decision today, and I'm really excited about that. So that is um, 
it's exciting because I'm gonna we're, we're gonna see like working with new a new group of people is always exciting to see how you guys like kind of collaborate and stuff and um, they really seemed interested in like wanting to know who I am as an actor and as a person so that they, that way when they go to cast and submit me for roles it's gonna be based on my brand and like what I fit into in category mm. categories as well right um so that's been that just happened this morning and then last week I actually have never thought about doing music before but I lately have kind of had this like mindset like I know I can sing I can carry somewhat of a tune mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know weren't you um, in choir I I was in, I was in choir and I was also I did a uh, uh, a a tour so I was you know we did like there was a choir and they had like the separate um, band that mm-hmm. I was in as well and so when we did choir tour we also had the band tour as well and so I was a part of that and um, I I really like have always wanted to do music but I've never had the equipment or the skills to produce music so I kind of had this thought and I just it would happen literally two months ago I was talking to my girlfriend and I was just like, do you think I could do music? And she's like, yeah, of course you could do music. Like, you know, and I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So I ended up, you know, having a, uh, well, she, she helped me out with it. She knows a really good music producer in LA and she was just like, uh, so we set up this meeting and so now I'm, I'm making a single, uh, I'm in the middle of that right now. I have the meeting, later uh, like so we had our first meeting and we have our recording session at the end of the month no shit yeah i'm excited about it so you got to come back and uh, talk about music music. (laughs) yeah and then so that's been going on but uh, on top of all that so music's going on right now but then um i just finished you know my short film that you watched and um, yes the change up was is kind of been the the main focus that i'm kind of focused on right now because uh, we finished filming it right before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. COVID happened, and then we went into post-production. We finished editing it, and then we submitted it to all these festivals. Then once COVID happened, you know, we got all these accept Before, like, the main shutdown happened, we had all this acceptance into a bunch of different festivals. And I was, like, so so fired up about it. You know, it was the first film, yeah. that, first film that I wrote, first film that I produced, and the first film that I acted. Like, the, well, not the first film I acted in. Not the first film I acted in, but the first film that I wrote that I acted in. Right. And, um, you know, as I was super excited about it, um, just because it it's not, I don't want to say it's word for word my story, but a lot of the events that happen in the film mm-hmm. are based on my life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was super excited about it. And it got into all these festivals. And then the shutdown happened yeah. and then it was like the festivals weren't happening anymore and I was really bummed about it. Then they were like, oh, well, we're still going to be doing virtual festivals. And so I was like, man, that sounds, that's actually, there's there's some pros and cons to virtual film festivals. You know, you have... It seems interesting. The way, yeah. I, the way I thought about it was like, hey, maybe we'll actually reach a larger audience this way because they're virtual so anyone around the world can see it versus just if you're in the area, you're going to attend this festival, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what my first thought was. So I was like, man, this actually could be a great thing. But then I thought about, then as it got closer, it turns out that they're virtual festivals, but you have to actually be in the area to watch them. Mm. So it was like, well, that's kind of blows, you know, it's kind of takes the internet, um, 
it, it doesn't take advantage of what the internet has to offer. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine the whole, I mean, the internet is, you know, worldwide. You yeah. can, anyone could view it, right? So that's how I, my thought was, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the case. So I kind of was disappointed in that. Um, and then I, cause the whole point why I filmed the change up was so people can just view it, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, that's the know, whole idea. That's the whole idea for a film. But then I was, you know, as it went forward, I was like, man, I have this, this production that I'm really excited for people to see. And right now know what nobody's seeing. It. Mm-hmm. So me and my manager and my team decided that we're going to publicly release it mm-hmm. um, on November, in November, November 30th, we're going to release it. And um, I'm super excited about it. I'm, we're literally just going to post it on YouTube and let anyone see it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just kind of the best way to do right now. I mean, that's my manager sat down with me and was like, what's the, like, what was your goal with having it go to festivals? And I was like, well, for people to see it. And she's like, well, people aren't seeing it right now. And like, there's, who knows when that's going to be mm-hmm. right now. We're in this like weird limbo. Yeah. You know, it's like so weird. It's like, <clears throat> it's not are, even touch and go. It's just yeah. off limits. Everything. Yeah. Just yeah. like, so I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, let's just do it. Let's just release it. I just mm-hmm. want people to see, see this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have this like, we're, we have this like releasing process that we're going to go through and do and like ask people to share it and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like see what happens to it. I mean, the worst, like, I mean, I just want to th- throw it out there. You never know, like, unless you do it, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm super excited. I'm like, we, ha- we have a trailer going to be dropping on November 5th and then we're just going to be kind of like amping up the excitement for it. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. I really just am excited for people, people to see it. So me too. Yeah. yeah. When, you, when you sent me the link on Vimeo, I was like, Oh, Vimeo. Vimeo. <laughs> this yeah. is official. I know yeah. this one for sure. Yeah. Vimeo. Vimeo is <laughs> pretty dope. I mean, there's, um, there is a few, we had, we had to, we had to do it through Vimeo for festivals. Thank you. We had to do it through Vimeo for festivals. And, um, so I'm, I'm excited. I, why do they do that? I don't, I think it's just the quality. They are, I mean, it is sharper, right? It is There's very sharper. Like, yeah, yeah, when you, even when you upload it to YouTube, like high res, like it doesn't, it like, it takes the qual the quality away from it, but. Oh, and something I've learned recently about YouTube is that if you want that high quality, it takes forever. Mm. <laughs> forever. And yeah. it's like. I should probably switch to Vimeo. Yeah. Vimeo is nice, but at the same time, I think more people use YouTube. Oh, hundred percent. So, I mean. Yeah. We're cracking up with an, another beer, guys. Another little something, little some, some. But I am really, really excited. I, I, my, it's funny because I wrote the change up four years ago, mm-hmm. and um, I wrote it four years ago. No, actually, it's been five years now because we've been in post production. When we when we filmed it, it was four years ago. But I, so I wrote it five years ago. Really, you yeah. haven't aged a day. <laughs> Not a day. <laughs> yeah. So we wrote it. We wrote it uh, five years ago. Sorry, we. I say. I say we. But my team and I. My team has been amazing. I have. Um, so my my the main producer. I, me and my production team. They are incredible. Um, uh, Rachel. I met Rachel. She's the our like main producer. She's mm-hmm. incredible. She is the founder of Silent Coyotes um, production, and she. Yeah, Silent Coyote production. She was. I met her on set when I was casted as one of the leads in a web series. Mm-hmm. 
and it was a web series called Thank You Come Again, and it was about this, just this, you know, basically we filmed it at uh, in West Hollywood at the sex shop, and it mm-hmm. was like kind of like this funny web series about just this girl that goes through all this crazy, like she's an employee at a sex at a sex yeah. shop and just all her crazy experiences and oh. it's actually a comedy it's really funny it's on YouTube if anyone looks it up just look up Think You Come Again web series and it'll pop right up um, I believe there's five episodes and they're like five minutes long mm-hmm. it's, it's just oh, a, so it's, awesome. a, it's a comedy and, and I play the one of the leads in the in the series and um and we filmed it at, we filmed it at the Pleasure Chest in West Hollywood mm-hmm. so it was like one of the main sex shops down there were they, um, were they pretty accommodating so the writer was actually an employee there. So she wrote mm. based on her experiences. Yeah. And then she had, you know, everyone. the company was like willing to let this yeah, go though. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, um, we, when we were filming there, um, Rachel produced the web series mm-hmm. and it was, uh, it had elements of, uh, like queer content in it. So I, you know, I approached Rachel and I was like, cause she produced it. And I was like, Hey, like, I have a script and her and I really vibed really well. And I was like, I have this script, um, the short film that I wrote, if you want to just read it, mm-hmm. just, I'm just looking for feedback on the script. I wasn't, you know, I just told her that. And mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, for sure. Send it, send it over to me. So I sent it over to her and she like texted me and she was like, I want to produce this with you. And I was like, Oh, like what? Like I was not, I was just expecting feedback on the script, you know? And she's like, no, like, this is great. Like, I really want to produce this with you. So that was, you know, about five years ago. And ever since then, I've just been, I changed the script dramatically from the beginning and just really focusing on the story. And I didn't feel like it was ready to be filmed yet. Um, And we made those adjustments and there was so many different things that like, you know, I just felt like my budget wasn't where I wanted it to be for us to film it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of waited it out till I had the budget I wanted. And then once I had the budget, I called her um, and I was like, I'm slowly getting there. Like, just give me some time, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it had been years and her and mm-hmm. I have just been working on getting like cast together and everything like that. We held, we held like three audition days for the cast and we just like went back and forth with a bunch of different things. And then I procrastinated a lot because I was in a very toxic relationship mm-hmm. at the time. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I guess I really... I put my, I mean, I was, I was married, you know, so I was, I was in a very toxic relationship and I wasn't, I didn't feel encouraged to do the things that I wanted to do. I felt very held back and, um, Mm -hmm. I felt, you know, like I put my acting career on hold for a while, Mm -hmm. um, because I was so consumed with, with my everyday, you know, my everyday life at that time. And, um, I, felt like I lost a lot of who I was and in that relationship. And then once that relationship ended, <coughs> um, it got to this point where I was like, I, I need to film my story. Mm-hmm. Like I need to just <clears throat> do it. And so it was literally the weekend we, I filmed it the weekend after me and my ex-wife were like, we're, we're done, you mm-hmm. know? And like, and I had this thing. And also too, my, ex-wife wasn't encouraging of me acting because of the fact that I had to kiss other people on camera. Mm. It was always this battle. Like if you're not getting paid for it, then why are you doing it? And I'm like, it's acting. 
you know, like it's part it, of the process. Yeah, and you've I also known, have to raise my hand sometimes. Yeah, you know? and like you know that I am an act. I've been pursuing acting, and mm. that these are things that I'm gonna have to be doing. And you knew this from day one. Yeah, but it was kind of this argument always that like, if you're not getting paid to do it, then you don't need to do it. And I'm like, it's part of the art. This is part of you know, and and she didn't really understand that it's um, a it's a strange dynamic because if you if you are getting paid for it what does it mean it means what does it, that matter like what's the difference there what then? what is the difference and, and is the difference only positive right if you're if you're doing something sexual yeah. kissing is sexual probably like lower on the not on the scale but it's a sex, right. sexual in nature if you're getting paid for it, are you now a prostitute? Like, how, yeah. how far do you want to take that logic? Right. You know, because just was, do it because it's the art. Like you said, it's, it's the art. art of it. And the thing and is, is it's acting. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an actor, yeah. and, and I saw and that you, episode of Friends, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, if you as a viewer are seeing me kiss another actor and you're believing it, then. I did a good fucking job, you mm-hmm. know, like that's the point, you know? And so <coughs> for me, I, it was really hard for me because then I then had this guilt, mm. like my wife doesn't approve of this and I'm over here doing that. And it's just like, you're I actively was, hurting her. In the yeah. Process. And yeah. it's like, it, it was kind of like you either film you and like my, my short film was my passion project. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you either pick me or your film. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like my ultimatum. And I was like, you know what, if, if that's the ultimatum I'm given, then I'm going to pick my film because I want to be with somebody who encourages me and supports me. And if that's not you, then that's not you. And, you know, and so it was this thing that, and I ended up, we ended up, we decided to, to split. And then that weekend I shot this film and the change up is about self acceptance and, self-love and allowing somebody to love you for who you are Mm -hmm. and when i wrote it four years ago five years ago sorry five years ago um i was writing it because i wanted young trans people to see the film and to realize that they are valid and Mm -hmm. that they are deserving of love and i feel like society puts this this idea into young trans people's minds that who's going to love you? You know, you're trans. Who are you, who are you going to be with? Yeah. And you I wanted the outcast to the outcast. Exactly. And I wanted young trans people to see the film and feel valid. And that was the whole point of mm-hmm. me writing the change up. And when, um, I wrote it for other people, but mm-hmm. then as I was then on set and when I was acting, um, and I was, you know, I realized that there's a reason why it took me five years to film this film because now after this relationship, after this situation, it was my healing process, it was mm-hmm. my recovery process, and I realized that I wrote this film for myself. Mm-hmm. I, this message is to me, mm-hmm. you know, to to really allow somebody to love me for who I am mm-hmm. and to not settle for anything less and, you know, that I'm deserving of love as well. You're just as human as anyone else exactly it's not a i don't know yeah I, it's it doesn't seem up to debate no not you at know? all it's it's not at all you you don't affect anybody you don't hurt anybody no I mean, you affect people but you don't hurt anybody. right yeah i thought something that was interesting about 
the changeup was and what you were saying about self-acceptance mm-hmm. in the film you already accepted yourself you already moved on yeah it seemed yeah you know that what 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 uh what seemed to be the issue was your new relationship yeah i think i think with, with the changeup you know tatum really has self-acceptance um, I think he's already accepted the fact that he's trans and he's, you know, living his life mm-hmm. um, just in his everyday. But when he meets somebody new, it's kind of like as a trans person, you want when you when you, you know, you've accepted it and you've meet some, you, but you meet somebody new. It's this, it is it could be a, you know, it's a very vulnerable thing to allow someone to see that part of you because you want them to see you for who you are, not for your past. And. Um, I think that he, you know, he's already accepted it, but uh, meeting somebody new who doesn't know that side of him yet, he really wanted Harley to see him for who he was first. And Mm -hmm. it's scary to, because I think because of what society puts onto us as trans people that, you know, there's this idea that like trans people aren't loved and can't, can't be loved. And it's, that's so false Mm -hmm. and untrue you know I think that like oh I think so many people view trans people to be so authentic and so bold and courageous Mm -hmm. and that is so (coughs) desirable Mm -hmm. and so many people will be attracted to that Mm -hmm. you know it's I mean but there is this there is this fear I think that allowing someone to see you for that is going to turn them away because of what society puts on to, but mm-hmm. it's, but it's false. And if somebody does turn you away because of your past, fuck them, you know, like it's not up to you. It's certainly not up to them. Yeah. And your don't, past and, wasn't and up to you. Exactly. And you don't need to yeah. waste your time on people who can't, yeah. who can't be open-minded. There's honestly, why? Who exactly, has the time? Exactly. To me, I always am a, whenever, I mean, I'm in a very happy, healthy relationship now, and I'm very grateful for m- my girlfriend. Um, but I think in the past when dating, it's like I've always wanted to be upfront about my trans identity from mm-hmm. the jump, just just because the way I see it was like, if you're you're either, you're either on board or you're not, and mm-hmm. if you're not, then I don't want to waste my time, <coughs> and and I don't want to waste your time. Let's just you know, mm-hmm. but. You know, it is, but I think there's, there's, when it comes to dating and allowing that, it's just like, especially with the, when I wrote the change up, it was like, I wanted this character to have this, this struggle, you know, that is real. I think that, you know, trans people do go through and I, I wanted to really show that, you know, trans people are deserved deserving of love and and acceptance Mm -hmm. by by a partner so it's frustrating that that is even a debate it is i'll go back to that it's just definitely you're that goes without saying man i in high school my i had three best friends one was gay he's still around he he is gay (laughs) The He's not one, dead. <laughs> the other one uh, came out as trans, which mm-hmm. was at the time um, he called it not like omnisexual, but it was, there was a different word. When mm. tr- when trans became a mainstream word, yeah. um, it kind of threw me off. I was like, I know what that is, but I never heard that word before. Okay. You know, um, 
And then uh, her sister, who I dated for a little while, who ended up coming out as bi. Mm. So, I, I don't know. I think for from an early age, it's like I, no. I don't care. Yeah, you know? don't care. <laughs> like yeah. Are you are you an asshole? Yeah. If you're if you're an asshole, then I, I don't want to be talk friend. to you. Yeah, exactly. If you're not an asshole, we'll then be friends. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What are you drinking? You right. Know? Like, exactly. You know? Yeah. But it's how old are you, by the way? I'm 26. You're 26. Yeah. Okay. So when did at what age? Uh, about what? Yeah. Age? Did you um, did you just start making moves in this direction anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I think I as a well, first of all, I growing up I people always ask me, "When did you know that you were trans?" That's kind of been like Yeah, how main, did you come out? Yeah, and, yeah, and in any way. I so my process is like a little bit um a little bit different. I actually like I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. Um, and I was very sheltered when it comes to things on topics of anything really democratic. Um, what church? Um, it was a non-denominational church. Um, but Unitarian? No, it, it was, uh, <laughs> it's just non-denominational. There was no, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but growing up, I never knew anything about, you know, I knew like I was taught being gay was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what trans, what it meant to even be trans. I didn't even know that was a possibility. Oh, that's fringe beyond yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I always loved boys clothing and I always loved, um, I wanted to be like my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then growing up though, people thought that was so cute because it was like, Oh, like you, tomboy. you idol- tomboy, you idolize your older brother. You want to be like him, blah, blah, blah. And I was mm. like, eh, it's much deeper than that. You know? Um, there's and something else. Yeah. And, and yeah. it got to a point where <coughs> I would, I wish I had facial hair and it was like, what hmm. girl wants facial hair? You know, that's like a nightmare, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or I wanted to look, like I wanted to have a male's chest and that was just like, what is going on? Like, why do I feel this way? And so I did a lot of deep diving, um, online and I just kind of started searching, like, can a girl become a man? And it was like, then this term transgender came up and it was like, what does this mean? And then I just took me into this deep dive of like what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I realized then that that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so people will say like, how'd you know? And I'm like, I really didn't know at a young age because I didn't, I wasn't made aware of it. But I think if someone would have told me at a young age, I would have been like, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 18, I came out and I told everyone that I was trans. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a very interesting process. Um, I told my family, my family was like, absolutely not, not gonna happen under our roof. Um, all not, this not that they didn't believe it, but that they wouldn't accept it. They wouldn't it. accept it. It yeah. was like, that's not going to be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up, I ended up setting up my top surgery appointment with my doctor, um, behind my parents back because at the time, you know, I was 18, they couldn't tell my parents anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, my, 
best friend took me to the appointment and I recovered at her house. I left my parents a note and um, I left them a note at my house and I, under my mattress. And then when I, after I woke up from surgery and I was recovering at my friend's house, I texted my mom. I said, hey, there's a letter for you under my bed. And the letter basically said like, um, hey, by the time you're reading this, I've already had top surgery. Um, this is what I've decided to do with my life. And um, I understand if you don't approve, but I'm willing to suffer the consequences because I can't live like this anymore. Um, and my mom told me that she was disappointed in me. Um, and that was really, really hard because yeah. I went home and I told my mom, I said, mom, you know, um, for the first time in my life, I just took a shower and I looked at myself in the mirror and I saw someone who I loved and I saw someone who I'm proud of and I saw someone who I can accept. And my own mom is telling me that she's disappointed in me. I'm disappointed in you is what I told her. And I remember that day and my mom was like, um, my mom couldn't even look at me. Um, you know, I was, I, at, when I went home too, I was bandaged up. I still hadn't fully recovered mm -hmm. when we were having this conversation and I was crying and uh, it was a huge thing. And my mom basically said that like, I couldn't like be under her roof. Um, so I said, that's fine. Uh, so I packed my stuff and I left and then I, was living in my car for about three months. I was showering at the gym. I met, so I met a woman. Um, she was the like God's gift at the time. Like she literally just, um, I met her through a mutual friend. Uh, she was, you know, in her late forties. She had two little girls, and she basically said, "Hey, I have a place for you to sleep, and you can stay there until you get on your feet, and I love you, and I accept you, and she became kind of my mom, uh, you know, at the time, and she really just took me in, and I really needed, I really needed that figure in my life, and, um, that's incredible, yeah, uh, most that's, beautiful woman, yeah. you know, she's just fantastic, her, her <coughs> name's Amy Lynn, and she and I just became just attached at the hip, and she really showed me so much, so much love, and, and nurtured, me at the time and um at the perfect time at the perfect time and um so I was able to get on my feet at that time and um at the time too I ended up booking um on faking it on MTV mm -hmm. um, really? yeah yeah <laughs> I was on that show I was in their third season and um and that was actually when I realized I wanted to act full-time mm -hmm. and actually pursue it because I realized that if I saw a trans character portrayed on TV when I was younger, I would have known who I was a little bit younger than, and I was like, maybe I could be that for a young, young trans person. I don't know, but let's, let's give it a go. So, um, but yeah, I ended up really, uh, you know, I did, I was documentary, documentary, sorry, documenting my transition mm. and, um, put it on YouTube and they had asked me to audition for that role and I did and I, I booked it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so then after that, um, with furthering forward, I ended up kind of, I didn't speak to my family for a while. Um, and now I was about 20 by now and, um, doing my thing. And, and then, um, I, that's when I ended up getting married really young cause I felt 
this pressure of like almost wanting to prove my family wrong that like I could be like mm-hmm. it's not about the I'm, trends yeah it's like this. I it's was about, yeah and yeah. it was like I'm I I'm capable of being married and mature and da 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 mm-hmm. but I wasn't in a very I wasn't in a I wasn't in a healthy relationship at the time. I wasn't, I was with somebody who was really, you know, toxic and controlling to me. And that wasn't good. Did um, you feel a societal need beyond the, the need to oh, prove it was, to your parents? It was more a societal need. Okay. It was more a societal need to be married. Um, uh, I think too, that like I told you, like society does put this pressure, like trans people won't, be married they won't have like who's gonna be with a trans person like who could love a trans person and Mm -hmm. that's so incorrect and i but i think at the time it was this need to prove that i could you know and um that you can participate exactly yeah and and so that was like kind of the the issue was i got into this relationship that wasn't truly healthy for me and um Mm. I just kind of started to lose who I was and I started to, I started to do for other people. I, I started to do more. I think that it's so important to, you can't be in a relationship unless you love yourself and you can't, you know, you have to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when you don't love yourself, what do you expect from the person you expect to love you? They're right. not going to love anything you love. No. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so I was in this, you know, spot and um, I, I wasn't really talking to my family and it was really hard for me. And um, this is two years in. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and it's so crazy. I mean, you meet my you you see me interact with my parents now and you're like, there's no way that you guys like that your mom didn't accept you. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, like she didn't, but that was a l- uphill battle. Oh my God. My mom, <laughs> I will say my mom is the great, like my number one supporter now. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because I see like her do a complete 180. like from, I think though too, like I will say, and that's why I tell people like that have families that aren't supportive like obviously like no no family is the same and no parents is going to be the same and Mm -hmm. to give you know false hope is is not healthy but like hope is change is (laughs) change can happen and my like if you were to tell me like my mom would sit and call me carter like like I would have laughed in your face because my mom literally told me that she would never and or to like call me her son or to call me he like I just even those things like I would have never thought would happen but like my mom like does all those things mm-hmm. now where I never thought she would out ever. of the question before out of the question yeah and, and it was out of the question it was out you of the left question. the house yeah yeah and um so like my mom and my, my whole family has done a complete 180 and completely changed like how they see me. And I think it, it took them seeing me being happy, mm-hmm. um, seeing me be comfortable with who I am and seeing me love who I am and seeing those things and be like, wow, like this is really like how he feels. And he really does like 
feel this way about himself and this is who he is, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I think it took them seeing me be happy and seeing that I wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just a phase or things like that. And Mm -hmm. like seeing me truly embody all parts of me, um, helped my family process. Um, I say it too. And I say it a lot. I, I think the reason why my family and I have the, the closeness that we do now is because of the fact that I've forgiven them for that time Mm -hmm. that they missed out on with me. Um, I think a lot of times it's hard for, you know, a child and their parents to, to rebuild, um, their relationship because there is a lot of resentment. Mm -hmm. Um, I've realized that at the time when I came out, like I, at first I was so angry. Like I was like, I'm your kid. Like, how could you not accept me? How could you not, you know, love and support me? I'm your child, which is true. Um, but I realized that I was not the only person transitioning, you know, um, my mom lost the idea of who I was. Um, I, this was something that I had been dealing with for years, Mm -hmm. something that I had been internalizing for years, something that I had been in my room crying over like researching things on. I'd been dealing with for years and I'm just now telling my mom mm-hmm. that I'm trans. So she had I, no idea I need, she needs a grace period yeah. to process the same way that I had time to process who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, now she needs time to process who I was, you know? So it was like, I needed to give her that and I needed to be understanding. And, um, I do forgive my mom for mm-hmm. those times. And, um, do I wish that sh- she would have accepted me from the jump? Honestly, no, because it's, it made me strong. It made me Mm -hmm. who I was and, um, it made me the man I am today. Um, I became so much more independent Mm -hmm. and I became so much more like, I gained so much strength from that. And I think that I, I I still say like my mom made me who I am today Mm -hmm. and I, I, that it's true. Um, so if you, if you played that back in your head, if, uh, I guess if that's not too personal, a question, Mm -hmm. um, if she did accept you immediately, what would your life I have think been like? What what what's the uh, what's honestly, the what if? Honestly, the what ifs like if my mom were to were to accept me from the jump. I mean, I'm, I mean, hey, if anyone's listening and their parents have accepted them from the jump, I like, you are so fortunate and you're so lucky and um, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you I'm, read those I'm, stories and you're inspired. Yeah, you that's know? great. Like, that's that's cool. amazing. Oh, wow. Really? Um, and cool. like. Like your parents are fantastic. Um, but the what ifs, like if, if, if my mom were to be accepting from the jump, like I wouldn't be who I am. I think my, I think my transition would have been a lot easier. Um, but honestly, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, it sounds weird, but like I wouldn't have wanted my transition to be easy because it's made me me. You mm-hmm. know, I, not to say that this, I, is, it, this is like hindsight is always 20. Right. Right. Like, yeah. But at this, do you think you would have discovered acting? Is easy? No. Uh, um, the thing is with acting is, um, I didn't have any entertainer in my family. I didn't have anyone that like guided me through that. I, that's mm-hmm. kind of something that I kind of discovered on my own. Yeah. No. Like no. Yeah. No. None. Um, I think. I don't know if I would have. I, I wonder if you would have been like. 
I don't know if I would have been that. Honestly, investment banker. Honestly, something. emotionally, like I think that because of my the way my transition kind of panned out, I think that I w- I'm able to grasp onto certain emotions that happen to me, which allows me to play those characters uh-huh. in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, allows me to draw from experiences. It allows me to do those things. So. I don't think I'd be the actor I am be- if things were different. I wonder if it forced you into a sink or swim situation in multiple areas. Scenari- areas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, oh, I think I definitely think it has. And it's just like I'm doing this or I'm not. This gave you the courage to leap or exactly. leap without looking. And yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, you saw the change up. Yeah. Um, I think the storyline, like I wouldn't have that storyline. I wouldn't have that, like, yeah. I mean, the change-up wouldn't have been made if I, if my parents were accepting. And I thought it was interesting that you you started it not at the beginning, not in the struggle, but as the after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, you're already where you want to be. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of only using that word lightly. Yeah. A matter of your next romantic relationship. Right. Right. Which could go either way. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's not dramatic and terrible. Right. Um, But it could go either way. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the changeup was really big for me. um, Just because I really wanted to showcase a love story Mm -hmm. versus a coming out story. Um, a lot of times in TV and film, we see a lot of, you know, tra- when it comes to trans storylines, it's a, a coming out story. It's such a new concept for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. And um, I wanted it to be a love story. And, you know, with the, the characters, I mean, when you watch the film, Harley actually always has accepted him. Mm-hmm he just never gave her a chance to talk. I mean, he literally just was like, nope, nope. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, da, 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 da. You know, like he doesn't allow her to say how she feels, Mm -hmm. but we can assume that from the jump, she was going to be accepting of him. And yeah. And he never gave her the chance to really speak because he just assumes everyone in my life has left me. So you're going to do the same. So I don't even want to hear it. But right, he doesn't right. let her talk. He, he, yeah, he gave up pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she she tried to talk to him at the beach, and she tried to talk to him, um, in the car, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't let her talk. It's like I know what you're gonna say, mm-hmm. and it's it's him having that assumption of rejection that he's had his whole life. So he assumes she, it's gonna be the same with her, mm-hmm. you know. So, it, but really, that wasn't the case. And what I think the parallel to to that that everybody can relate to is self sabotage. Oh, the concept 100%. of self sabotage. It's like, no. Yeah, I know what this looks like, yeah. so I know what to expect, and I know how to react I know how this without goes. hurting myself. Yep. But I'm also wrong all the time. Yep. So it's a defense mechanism. For defense sure. mechanism. Hundred percent. Yeah, and um, I wanted in the film to just kind of you know prove prove him prove him wrong you know Mm -hmm. she's proving him wrong and i think in my life you know i've my girlfriend now proves me wrong every day Mm -hmm. that i am because i have a lot of self-doubt i think about myself and it's this whole like you know i i'm not 
worthy enough to have a great partner or I'll never compare to a cis man or all these different things. And then constantly every day I'm being proved wrong and shown true, like, like true acceptance Mm -hmm. by my partner. And I think that like, I, I'm reminded and shown that like, wait a minute, like I am worthy of this. Mm -hmm. I am worthy of, you know, I am, capable of providing and I am capable of giving and Mm. um I think that honestly self-love is so important and I can't stress that enough in like I mean trans non-trans non-binary whatever you are self-love is really hard first of all to get to I think it takes a lot of. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, no, bit. my bad. No, you're good. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, it do, it moves a bit. But it's <laughs> yeah. um, Self love is is hard to get to, and it takes a lot of really digging deep into who you are, and honestly, living through a lot of experiences uh, and relive going back and reliving trauma, mm-hmm. um, accepting it, mm-hmm. understanding, and self accept but self love and self acceptance is such a beautiful relieving feeling once you get there um and it takes as long it takes as it a while. does and it yeah. should i mean it it can it should look we're constantly growing Always. i'm i i don't f- i don't think i will ever be at a spot where i feel like i'm good with where i'm at i'm good mm-hmm. cuz i always want to constantly push and challenge myself yeah um, if that's the case, you're comfortable, which means you're right, not, right. You're not moving up. You're right. not moving forward. You're, yeah, I always want to be growing. Yeah. I never want to be stagnant. Um, but I will say that I'm. I do feel like I'm finally at a point in my life where I'm truly happy, and I'm truly like I truly love who I am. Mm-hmm. But I there's always room to keep going. There's always sure. always areas of improvement. Always areas. Always area, sorry. Areas Always of areas of improvement. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, but there are certain aspects where that are done, right? Like you're yeah. not, you are done establishing that you're a trans man. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. That's not I'm a done. debate yeah. anymore. That's not a question. I'm there. That's, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, right. I don't know. Maybe I'm, For sure. maybe I'm presuming, but like you're done thinking about that. Yeah. Just like when, when people come out as, as, as homosexual, it's like, it's like, I'm gonna say homosexual to include everybody, but like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once you realize that, that's it. I'm not talking about this anymore. I'm not right. thinking about right. it anymore. Up is up. Water's wet. I don't think about well, it. Well, that's anymore. why coming out is so important. I think be- to you know, if you're if you're in a position where you're safe and your safety is you know certainly most important, but mm-hmm. coming out is it's such a big deal. And I think National Coming Out Day is I think on uh, October 11th. If I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. just coming up which is so cool because i think coming out is such it really is really empowering because it's like you're finally reclaiming that you're you're doing the, that step you're coming out you're saying who you are mm-hmm. so you can move forward with your life you don't have to hide who you are you could be authentic you can be yourself now not everyone's in a position to be to to come out because of safety um and i you know uh, there's certain people that don't have that privilege to be out because of that reason. Mm-hmm. But 
that is why you know coming out is uh, such a important uh, thing to do because you can finally accept that within yourself and then vocalize it to other people so you're not bottling it inside you it, it is it's something like i can't tell you when i've i mean look i've had to come out multiple times i had to come out as a gay <laughs> gay woman yeah. you know i came out as a trans man you know all these, what was okay yeah. what was the first one then how did you so you didn't openly come out as trans no. the first time right this it seems like a gradual no. i uh, i step. right i came out as i came out as gay was the first thing was when i first came out as gay which um, i'm assuming was not met well no it wasn't because i um you know i was at the time i was i was in high school mm-hmm. high school and i i it, it wasn't I, it just i never felt like didn't feel right i didn't feel right something mm-hmm. was off about it so you're saying it you're telling people that you're gay I uh, yeah a lesbian I told my, yep. didn't believe it though. and I didn't, didn't believe, believe it in words and I didn't believe it and, and no one else did either no one else did they were like <laughs> what and I was like but it was weird because like I would be with girls but I wouldn't feel gay I would feel just normal like like I, I'm sorry so sorry normal is the wrong word to use I would um, feel like typical no like I just didn't like. It felt just like I was just chilling with my girl. Like, I just didn't feel like, I don't know. I just. Natural. It, How about natural? Because everything we do, no matter what it is, is natural. Because well, we create what nature is for ourselves in the sense that no matter, like when they say that homosexuality is not natural, homosexuality is observed in every species. We're, it's natural. It Everything is. we do, cell phones are natural because nature Look, created cell phones. It's exactly. all natural. Like feelings are natural. Feelings are natural. So if my feelings towards somebody, no matter who you are, it's natural. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't think of it in, a, in a, an extra dimension. Right. right. You're it's just, natural. You're like, I'm a girl. I, my thing I'm was dating another girl. There's nothing weird or strange about this. There nothing nothing stood out. Right. Yeah. And like my thing was like I didn't feel like I was a girl with a girl. Right. Well, did you feel like you were a man with a girl? I did. Okay. How how did you um not how did you uh what how did that feel, I guess? I mean, it's hard to explain because I because I'm I'm not I'm not trans. I don't know right. how this No, for feels. sure. This is a very interesting concept. I felt like It's hard to explain. Like I It was more so like if I'm a lesbian, mm-hmm. I would be comfortable being called she. I would be comfortable being you know, having tits. Like, I'd be comfortable with those things. Right. Without all that added stuff. All the added and, stuff. All the added and um, I wa- things. I w- right. Anything. And I wasn't. Yeah. Like, I wasn't comfortable with those things. It was like, at the time when I was gay, I had, um, quote, gay, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had really short hair. Mm-hmm. I looked, dude, I looked like a little 15-year-old boy. Like straight up, and I would go out to the store. I would go out to eat, and people would call me sir, and then quickly they would be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I meant ma'am." And, and I was like, in my head, I'm like, 
No, you're right. You're not <laughs> making a mistake. You know, you're you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. But other people around me didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So it it was like that. And I was like, no, I'm definitely not a lesbian. Like, I'm just a dude. And that's when I started doing a lot of deep diving mm-hmm. on things and realizing that. Is this a point where they're like, things started to click? Things started to click. Yeah. When I, when I, dude, you can go on YouTube and you cl- look up trans guys and first of all i'll be one of them that pops up i'm sure Mm -hmm. um but other trans guys pop up and they're you know documentary that pops up and i just was like this is who i am Mm -hmm. this right here this makes sense to me do you know who buck angel is of course and i've met him (laughs) really i have pictures with him he seems like the nicest guy ever i mean i mean (laughs) he well buck angel is amazing i love buck angel because he's a trampa that's what we call him call him trampa Trampa. Trampa. <laughs> That's what I call because him. he's like a founder of it. He's a founder of trans men. I mean, he is just. <laughs> I mean, he's great. I. Oh, that's awesome. I love him. Let's see. Um. That was one of those interviews where I heard it. I was like, okay, what's the uh, issue? I love you know? that. Yeah, here we go. Actually, here we go. It's me and Buck Angel right there. Yeah. You keep cutting your hair. I keep, you know, my <laughs> hair was Your hair so looks good long. You keep cutting it. My No, it's not that it was long. Testosterone made my hair thin. This was in 2016. Oh. So this was four years oh. ago. Testosterone okay. really fucked me you. on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing, you know, see, I had, this is me and John Cena huh. on that commercial that I told you about. I yeah. Mean, it's just like... I mean, my hair was great, and now testosterone just took it all away. I feel like every now and then when I see you, it's longer. Like yeah, you're no, just it let, is. letting it go to see what ha- like see how it looks. So what I'm doing testing the waters. right now, I'm kind of just trying to do a, I'm trying to do a mohawk. I'm cutting the sides real short. Mm-hmm. And I'm just letting the the long the the top and the back grow out, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I wear a hat. All the time. All the time. <laughs> I don't think I never wear a hat. I don't. I mean, I think. Yeah, I wear a hat pretty much mm. the whole time. So yeah. the first time I saw you without the hat, I was like, "You have a You're great like, head of hair. Why are you hiding? Why are you hair? hiding that? Yeah, <laughs> my hair really did start thinning out, and then I started using Rogaine. Rogaine kind of saved my life. Mm. You have nice hair. You have really thick oh, hair. Thank you. You have you have <laughs> thick hair. I do. I do. It's uh, Latin. I attribute it to Latin genes. Okay, I have Italian genes. <laughs> And, um, oh, you're the original Latin. They were really great. <laughs> My hair was really nice until, until not, until testosterone came in. Are you straight up Italian? Or are you, um, I'm Italian. I'm 75% Italian. Damn. Did yeah. you do the whole, uh, I did the whole did thing. Did you spit in a tube and all yep. that? All that Damn. good stuff. Yeah. It, it, you know, my dad's bald, mm. but apparently your hair comes from your mom's dad's. Yeah. It's the mother's mom's father. Dad. Yeah. And so my they mom, say. Who knows? My mom's dad has a great set of hair. So I was super excited about that. And all my siblings have great hair. Mm-hmm. But when I started testosterone, it started to change. I mean, I had, I mean, my hair was sort of thinning out like crazy. Oh, of course. You're, well, you're, you're playing with chemistry. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's going to happen. So I couldn't be mad about it, you know? No. I mean, why? What? That's the least of your issues. Here. No. 
I it's have the no. least of things to uh, think about. Look, if I can look the way I do and have less hair, I'm good with that. You know, <laughs> if I have <laughs> my if my you voice changes best. and yeah, and, 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 I'm 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 okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all good. <laughs> I wanted to ask you. <laughs> Tell me who who what was your uh, what was your big change up? My big change up. Not big change up. What was the change up for you when you were? 18, 19. Did you, did you ever see, um, boys don't cry? Of course. Yeah, I did. And boys don't cry was actually, it's funny that you say that. Cause that was actually the movie that really made me like, be like, is that who I am? Mm-hmm. But the thing is that for me, that was a little triggering. I will say is, um, what the reference to it or the movie no, itself? No, no. Um, the movie itself is so sad. Oh, it's and shows terrible. such a hard life for a trans person mm-hmm. that it scared me uh, because yeah. it was like, if I'm trans and I go through my transition, is this the life I'm gonna have? Mm. Is this sadness gonna have? However, that story is real. I mean, that happens to trans people. Don't get me wrong. They were also in the Unfortunately, South. Unfortunately, they're in the South, and mm-hmm. this was years ago. I mean, so, you know, but it doesn't take away the fact that it's it's scary. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I couldn't help it in my head be like, is that how my life's going to be? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be in danger every day? Am I going to be, which trans people are in danger every day. Mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate where I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um but that doesn't take away the fact that I could be if I'm outed or whatever, you know, you never know who's around you. Yeah. Um, but you know, that movie really was a movie that impacted me for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have been in a positive or a negative way. Um, it was actually kind of in both because I was like, okay, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. But I hope that's not who I am. You know, it was just kind of like this weird mo- moment. Um, well, you hope you're not under constant threat of constant uh, threat, murder. like just all the time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or you know, there was a really intense rape scene in yeah. there, and um, I remember just crying when I watched that because I it was like, man, is that how my life's gonna? Is that how my life's gonna end up? Being? Yeah. Am I gonna be in danger like this? Mm-hmm. Um, but films. You know, and that's to the change up specifically. I wanted to put out a film that was positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the tr- I mean, the change up has some intense moments in it, but it has a lot of great moments too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that no matter no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, you are capable of love and acceptance and trans people are capable of acceptance and capable of love. And in my opinion, I feel like trans people are extraordinary. Well, mm. I mean, <laughs> biased because I am trans, but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to, to be who you are. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of strength and, um, to accept who you are and to be authentic and to be bold and to be true to who you are. Mm. It takes a lot. And it, it, it I adds can't up, imagine. I know? can't imagine faking it. 
No. And feeling okay with that. No. Like, in the sense that, like, if I just came out as trans just to see what would happen, no. No. I don't want to do that. No. Like, that sounds incredibly uncomfortable and incredibly dangerous, unfortunately. Right? right? Like, I don't... Right. I don't... I don't envy the struggle. You can't. Like, it's... It, it just takes a lot to be to to be honest with and that I thought part she was going to leave him what's that i thought she was going to leave him in the change oh yeah i thought i thought you were going to go that route yeah and like the idea was to have the viewers kind of assume that like you know yeah oh and we knew each other before <laughs> right and <laughs> I we, yeah maybe and you would have <laughs> gone that route <laughs> And Especially in 15 minutes, it's like, well, I, right? Really, How are you gonna let's really that? make a statement here? Exactly, and mm. like, but like, I kind of made it so that like he never really allowed like her to respond <clears throat> to him. Like he yeah. really was like, no, no, no. But like, she did try to say like, hey, like, or like, she tried to comfort him at the beach, and he was like, no, you know what? Like, it's been a long night. You know, it's just like yeah. you have those moments, but. I mean, I'm super excited for people to see it. I'm mm. like, put it out. Just oh yeah, put, I'm like, I talked to my manager. My manager Jennifer, she's the shit. I mean, I will say she's literally the best. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just like, we just need people to see this, and I was like, that's yes. what I'm saying. Like, 100%. it's just sitting right now, and it's like so stagnant, and it's not okay with us. We're like, no, people need to just see this film and. I'm really excited. So November 30th, it'll be out and I'm getting as much people to just like, hopefully reshare it and just like it. So the story can just get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, my hope is that it really does touch at least if it touches one person, like one person, like if one person sees this and is like, I know that I'm loved and I'm accepted and mm-hmm. like, I can be myself and like, I will not settle for anyone else that doesn't accept me. Then I feel like I've done what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal. That's all it is. Perfect. Yeah. And that's what I want to hear too, is I, I want to hear the, I mean, I want to hear all the stories, but I want to hear the success stories too. Mm-hmm. Like I, w- I want to think about the success stories because I mean, nobody wants to think about sadness. No. Nobody wants to be no. bummed out when this doesn't work out, you know, obviously. But, like, all the good stories where... And not just the ones where, like, people come out as trans to their parents and their parents are totally cool with it. And like yeah, everything's, great. Everything's fun. Everything's gravy. Nah, like, that's great, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, you right. were saying, like, obviously that's awesome. Of Why course. not? You know, yeah, why wouldn't course. you take that? But at the same time, it's like, you want that little bit of struggle. No, for sure. You want for you sure. want that strife. Adversity builds character. Mm-hmm. Adversity breeds yeah. uh, character, <laughs> right? Yeah. Whatever, yeah. however that expression goes. I think eventually we'll be at a point where we can just have trans people in film and it not be a big deal, and not even be a storyline. I don't want to like, think about it. Just yeah. put people in films. Put people in. Uh, yeah. I don't want. I don't. So I used to be in um, in music journalism. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would get. Uh, and I more or less am like, I write articles now here and there and like I'll review albums and, and, and singles and whatnot, uh, which is why we're going to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but people would come send emails across my desk of like the latest trans artist, the latest 
this is a, a queer folk punk band or whatever, yeah. whatever the hell it is. And I'm like, are they good? Are they I don't good care. Now? Like, just, just what kind of music is it? Yeah. And then I feel bad when the queer folk punk band sucks. Because you're like, you're kind of sucked. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not because you're queer folk punk. It's because you're, you're, s- not, you're not good at yeah, it. Yeah, 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 for like, sure. Like, try something else. Like, then come back to me. But, like, I right. don't, like, just, well, are Well, that's you the good? thing, too, is, like, even with acting is, like, are you casting me just because you want a trans, like, actor? Or, like, are you casting me because I'm a good actor? Like, I want to just, like... Yeah, are you the token trans right. actor? And or I love, are you just right. an and actor? I, and I love my manager because my manager is so, like... <laughs> my manager is so dope. She's like, look, you're going to get casted because you're amazing. Mm-hmm. You're not getting casted because you're trans. You're... You, like... And I want you to be, like with the right production it's like we want him because he's a fucking good actor like i want him because he's a great actor mm-hmm. you know it's like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and there's there been times where i'm like i talk to my manager a lot and i'm like hey like so should we tell casting that i'm trans or should we not tell casting that i'm trans and she's like look you're gonna you go in there you fucking kill the audition you kill the audition you get it you book it and then come out later that you're trans that's even cooler. Yeah. You know, and I was like, all right, for sure. Unless they need a full frontal. Yeah. Do they need, need to do know? Do they need to know? No. And which they probably won't. No. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. I love that. I can't imagine how frustrating it is. <laughs> this is why, like, it's, I don't envy it. I don't envy the struggle. Yeah. But I empathize with it because it's. Yeah. It's fucking stupid that yeah. you have to put up with this nonsense. Yeah. That you have to deal with people like this. It's just like, can we just live our lives? Exactly. Exactly. And just move on and make cool shit and. Yeah. I don't see know, our, See our talent and that we're fucking amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like, hey, maybe if trans people made more movies and more. Mm-hmm. Maybe if trans people made comic books, I would watch that. I would read them more. Yeah. I don't read comic books. Right. Maybe if trans people had more to offer to it. Yeah. Or had something to offer to it, or if the industry would let them in, and yeah, that's what it comes down to. I don't yeah, know for sure. I don't know, for man. Sure. Like I just, I just want to watch cool shit. I want to read cool shit. Yeah, that's it. Want to experience. I want to meet cool people. Exactly. Are you are you cool people? That's Love all that. I care about. Love that. You want another beer? I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You want to hit pause for a sec? Yeah. All right. Okay. So, what was We're this question on. that I was avoiding? You weren't avoiding. Uh, oh, okay. We just missed it because I brought up "Boys Don't Cry." Oh, okay. What was the uh, the change, change up, up for you when you were coming up? Mm, like the film that I saw. Like yeah. What film? Oh, film was it? Was a was it music? Was it uh, somebody you met? Yeah. Like that? You know. I think it actually was Chaz Bono. No kidding. All right. Yeah, I saw Chaz Bono on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. I was, I think, 18 at the time. Um, I saw him on the show, and I he was trans, and I realized he was trans, and I was like, you know, from, like, through media. And um, I was like, oh, my God, like, can that really happen? And I started, that's when I started deep diving mm-hmm. on things. And that was when I realized that I could, I could do this. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then of course it w- Chaz Ball was kind of Chaz Ball. Well, Chaz Bono was kind of the start of the snowball effect. So 
I, you know, realized it was, you know, he was trans and through media and I started deep diving into it, researching it. And then mm-hmm. I brought me to a, a lot of other trans people mm-hmm. that I then realized like, wow, this is actually a whole, a whole thing, I guess, you know? And so I was like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And it really did resonate with me. And I realized that I could do like, I could transition as well. And, um, I really fought with myself for a while because it was like, is this what I really want? And I started really like really asking myself hard questions. Mm-hmm. The thought of me being a mom freaked me out, but I knew I wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the idea of me, yeah, like being a grandma, like that was weird to me. Um, all those things were kind of just not, grandma. That's an yeah, interesting one. Just like being an old woman, mm-hmm. like that was just like you didn't see yourself no. getting that far. Yeah, like I, like. Being an old woman just was like, nah, mm-hmm. like, like, <laughs> but, but being an old man didn't weird me out. So it was like, why do I feel this way? Like, why? Interesting. Like, yeah. And yeah. it was like having facial hair. Like I wanted facial hair so bad. And I was just like, I would walk around Disneyland and I would see these guys with like these like gnarly beards. And I was like, I wish I could do that. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I could look like that. And it was like, what girl wants facial hair? Like, it's mm-hmm. so weird, you know? Um, hmm. Yeah, it was super weird. It's one of those things that, like, I've always tried to understand for myself, too. Because, like, I was never into, like, all the manly shit, quote-unquote. Right. Not into football. I don't really care about guns. All the like yeah. fitness and I don't know, just like all the all that stuff. This his head shit that you're supposed to be into. Right. But I don't consider myself anything else but a straight male. Man. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't so like I think though that comes with like there's this whole thing with like gender norms, right? So we have like gender expression, gender identity, mm-hmm. all this other stuff in between. Um, you know, if you're, you know, assigned male at birth and you love to do your nails and, Mm -hmm. you know, do your hair, like that doesn't make you any less of a man. Like your gender expression might be on the more feminine side, but that just, Oh, and ask any gay man. Right. Like I'm a man. Yeah. I just like doing these things. I like doing these things. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make you any less of a man, you mm-hmm. know. And you could even you you hey you could even be straight mm-hmm. and do those things. They don't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I was always curious as to what the distinction was because it's like I right I know I am a cis straight man, man. Yeah. cis straight man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but you don't have to like those things. But know? I don't understand. Like, yeah, I don't have to like those things because things like fashion, things like painting your nails or wearing, yeah. I don't know, jeans or wearing a dress. Those are all made up things. Right. Because yeah. uh, if you ever saw early photos of like Theodore, not Theodore, um, uh, what's his name? Fucking Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah. As a kid, he wore a dress. Mm. He wore high socks. He wore like high heels. 
as like a little boy yeah. for I don't know some bougie bullshit from right. back then that used to be the norm and it's like okay that's clearly all made up like fashion right. is made up. made up yeah so what's the difference right you exactly. know where do we draw the distinction exactly does the distinction need to be drawn at all and if it's not drawn we have to still call it that because everything is categorized yeah for sure you know yeah I mean, there's just so many different things that society has changed and I think has placed on us that we live by. And it's like, look, at the end of the day, if I want to paint my nails, I can paint my nails. Does that make me less of a man? No. No. You know what I mean? Right. But. Makes you less of a man to people. I always tell people, to me, like, with my transition there will always be like, I know for myself, like I know, <laughs> I know people look at my photos or look at like my, who I am. And they're like, well, you can tell that he was a girl based on his eyes or based on his this, or like they try to find things within you to see that part of you. Is this I, after learning that you're trans? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like, and I always tell, I'm like, look, there will always be feminine parts of me. Always. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it takes more of a man to embrace your feminine features. Mm -hmm. You know? And I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. Because I don't care. Mm -hmm. I know who I am. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. I don't need other people, other outside opinions. I don't need anyone's approval to tell me that I'm a man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a man. And I, I, like I said, I think it takes more of a man to embrace your feminine side mm -hmm. and to embrace things that, you know, make you who you are, you know? So yeah, I don't care. I don't, and like, I, but I do think that that happens a lot. I do think that people will not know I'm trans and then they know yeah. I'm, and then they find out that I'm trans and they're like, Oh, well, you could tell because of like his smile or his this or his that. And I'm like, I think because people don't like to be made, um, made a fool. Oh uh, yeah. But no, in the, think but like, in the oh, sense like, that like, I, I'm not I was, to... I didn't want to be tricked into something. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know. first of all, and that's really funny is like people, people will say like, well, damn, like you would have fooled me. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not trying to fool you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, that's another thing, too. I'm it's not like, trying to fool you. Like, this I'm is, not fooling myself. Why would I fool you? This is who I am. Yeah. So I'm not tricking. I'm not trying to trick you. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you a fact. Yeah, this is who I am. Yeah. You know, so. And it, when the, as the trans movement made more, I guess, mainstream mm -hmm. uh, of, a, of, a, of a presence, that question that I had is like what well what makes me a man if I'm not into man shit right I thought well I know that I'm not a woman right for sure I can't really explain why can you explain why you're not a woman right no I can't I don't you're just not yeah I'm not I mean I'm not into the the superficial things I'm not into uh, right. fashion and and yeah but whatever. not all women are not all women are but you just someone a, a woman a, is just as much a woman as if she doesn't paint her nails mm -hmm, or right. wear lipstick or wear a dress or whatever 
we're into in this century, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. next century is going to be different. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's just a feeling you have. Like, I just knew, like, I was, was curious that. How do you know? You just what know. Is it? Like, it's kind of like when people ask, well, how do you know if you're gay or not? It's like, you just know, like, you just like who you are. You, just you like into you like. the same, right? Is that all you're thinking about? Is that all you're right. attracted to? And it's funny, like when I, I mean, heard, those are the basics. Like but when, <laughs> I, when I told people that, that I liked women, like, uh -huh. I was like, yeah, like I like women, blah blah blah. Like, mm -hmm. they're like, well, how do you? And I, I've never been with a man mm -hmm. before, so they'd be like, well, how do you know you don't like men if you've never been with men? I'm like, I just know. It's like, and then you would ask another person like that hasn't been with women, yeah, and it's like, well, you, like, how do you know, like? It's like, how do you, you know? Ask that, the same question. Yeah, yeah. ask the it's same. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, you you've never been with a, a man. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know that? you don't like sucking like, dick? Oh, maybe well, you would. You're, oh, I didn't think about that. And I'm like, exactly. Like, do you, you give just, any? Do you lend any credence to the like? If you could suck your own dick or lick yourself, like, would would that make you gay? Yeah. It's or like, lesbian mm, or whatever. No, I don't know. Do you lend it's, any credence to those questions? It's like no, uh, I just like, I ah, always it's just, beyond that. It's I just I just I always ask the same question back to them because it's like mm -hmm. how, how do you know, you know you're not how do you know that you're not straight if you've never been with a man? I'm like, and if they're like a, sh a straight woman, mm -hmm. I'm like, well, how do you know you never? How do you know that you don't like women if you've never been with a girl? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, you're right. And I'm like, exactly. You just know, mm -hmm. you just know your preferences. There was that that redneck comedian. Um, Ron White. Hmm. He was one of the. Do you remember the blue collar comedy tour? Remember all those yeah. guys? <coughs> he was one of those guys where he was saying that um, he was like he questioned one of his friends who was like, "I ain't gay." He's like, "Well, let me ask you a question." He's like, "You like you like porn?" He's like, "Yeah, you know I love porn." He's like, "Do you like when the the uh, you like lesbian porn?" He's like, "Oh yeah." He's like. Okay, well, first off, that's gay porn, and you're not calling it that, but that's gay porn. He's like, second, you like hetero porn, right? Man and woman. He's like, fuck yeah, I love porn. Do you like when the man has like a lazy, flaccid penis? And he's like, no, I like a big, hard cock. And he's like, oh, it's more complicated than that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know, there's just. At the end of the day, I just feel like you know what you like. You know who you are. And the more you do know who you are, the more you do know what you like, the more you're in touch with who you are. Mm -hmm. So you just constantly are looking for, like, like, I don't know. I just feel like the more self-acceptance you have, mm -hmm. like, the more at peace you are with life. Yeah. Like, and I've learned that. I've, like through my transition it's like the more I feel like I am who I am the more I'm chilling with where I'm at mm -hmm. you know and I feel like I I grew up in the American dream of like you are free to do mm -hmm. whatever you want so long as you're not hurting other people mm -hmm. so long as you don't adversely affect other people mm -hmm. if if you being trans puts five thousand dollars in my account every month I certainly have no problem with that. No. If it takes $5,000 out of my account, I got a problem with that. Right. Maybe. Depends on why, though. Like, yeah. Like, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I believed in the 
the dream of like we're free people here yeah we can do whatever we want if you want to live next to me i don't care just don't piss on my lawn and we're good yeah <laughs> right right like and i keep running it we all keep running into these people who don't actually believe that right and it's beyond frustrating it's mm-hmm. like you taught me this yeah why aren't you adhering to this mm-hmm. I'm like, i don't know what is your take on on on, on american socioeconomic policies nowadays it's like what we do not accept trans people this i hate when people that increasingly I meet, we do i i hate when i meet people and they're like this is the best <laughs> I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're trans. I just don't want to see it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't want to see it. Hang on a second. If you don't want to see it, it means you have a problem. Let's Mm -hmm. just be real. I hear that all all the time. I hear like, I don't care if you're gay. Just do it behind closed doors. So let me tell you something. How would you feel? How would you feel if I told you that? about you and your partner mm-hmm. like they're like i don't want to see you guys kissing i don't want to see you guys holding hands like it's gross da, da, da. i'm like how would you feel like to a straight couple like how would you feel if i told you you're not allowed to how you're not allowed to hold hands outside of your house mm-hmm. if you do it outside of your house i'm gonna ha- like i don't want to see that mm-hmm. like that to me is very homo it, it no it not not that to me that is very homophobic and transphobic because you're basically telling me that like everything you do inside closed doors where i can't see it is totally fine but once i see it mm, that's an issue my eyes hurt there's to see it. there's a difference like i'm not gonna lie to you like i don't want to see i don't want to see random couples fucking tongue in throat like macking down like nobody does like it's mm-hmm. just like yo chill but like public affection like kissing and holding hands as everyone does mm. should go both ways. Like if you're gay, do it. If you're trans and your partner do it like, mm-hmm. and if you have a problem with gay people holding hands and kissing, like you're homophobic because mm-hmm. straight people do it and you don't have a problem. Yeah. You don't think about it. Don't you don't even it. see it. Right. Yeah. In fact, you probably are like, oh, that's so cute because I wish I had that. I wish I had that. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, so when people say like that, you know, I just don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. That's very homophobic and very transphobic. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, well, why? Mm -hmm. You know, because you have a problem. Yeah. And what is it? Yeah. And and and, and people and people that say that think that they're being very accepting and open minded. And I'm like, you're not. Do they actually think that? Oh, yeah. I think that, like, I think people say that all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, like, I, um, I'm very, like, I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're trans. I just, I just don't want to see it. It happens all the time. Well, in the sense that, like, they are, they think that they're okay with it. Right. Like, they, they think that they're being they open-minded. Think that, they think that's enough. Mm-hmm. Where it's, at the same time, I think, like, I don't have to accept your trans identity. No, no. I, that is not required of me. No, it's not. What is required of me is that I do not harass you about it. No, don't harass me about it. Yeah. Look, that is required of me. I I say this all the time. You don't have to like me. You don't have to even 
honestly. Like, you don't have to even accept who I am. You mm-hmm. don't. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't care if someone does does or doesn't accept who I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna live my life how I want to. Mm-hmm. And you will live your life. How and you live you your life how you want to. Look, I don't. I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. Trump supporters, I like whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you do you. But you know what? You can you can support Trump. That's your right. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you otherwise. Do I have to like you? No. Do I have to respect you? No. Mm-hmm. But I can accept the fact that you're a Trump supporter, mm-hmm. and you do what you go mm-hmm. off like whatever. I may have been talking some shit on Facebook since uh, <laughs> since Dear Leader got uh, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! When that was announced, I died. I was like, you know what? It serves you right for not wearing a mask and telling everybody to wear a mask. Yeah. If- I mean, if we're on the subject, you know what I mean? Like you could live your life and you could do you, but I'm going to laugh. I'm going you. to laugh about the fact that you have COVID. <laughs> I'm going to laugh and I'm going to make fun of you. Oh yeah. I will actively make fun of you. But so, if like, if you were trans and told me you weren't trans and then came out as trans and said trans was bullshit. Like, uh, like, uh, who was the fucking dude? Uh, Falwell, Jerry Falwell yeah. Jr. Coming out as, as, uh, as a three-way artist. <laughs> look. You heard about that, right? Look. <laughs> someone can hear I'm trans. All I ask is that you respect my my name and my pronoun. <laughs> and if you don't, look, we don't have to socialize. That's no fine. pressure, right? Just you don't not have, You don't have to like me. Mm-hmm. You don't have to accept it. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, you don't. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to socialize with you. And that's fine. I don't have to have communication with you. And I, I don't respect you either. So that's cool. We're good. I feel like if we're doing business, though. Look, we're doing if, business. If we have to interact for whatever reason it is. It's like, just And we respect. disagree wholeheartedly. Respect each other. But 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 second, but look, I'm not going to do no business with anybody who doesn't respect who I am. Well, I'm just also, not going to do that. But, yeah, also. But. I, I mean, I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty easy to get along with. I feel like so. Yes, it's like you are charming as hell. It, <laughs> that's why you're here. I why feel I invited you. That's why I invited you. I feel like for me, if I, if you don't respect me, like I just, I don't care. I've, I've dealt with so, I've dealt with so many people that don't respect who I am that I just, I've gotten to that point where I'm like, I just don't care. Like, that's cool. Nor should you. No, and I'm not going to lose sleep over it either. Why would you? Why would I? I don't get, look, There's I don't no care. There's no reason. The, I, you don't have time. No, I don't have time. You're a, you're one of the busiest pers- people, persons. Persons? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm reading a legal right. document. You're no, one of the sure. busiest people I know. You don't have time to deal with all, all, all these other people's minor proclivities toward like their arbitrary normalities no, of, of sexual I, I identity. Have, There's no point. There's I have no. It's I not have necessary no time to cater towards ignorant people's ideas of trans agenda. I don't have to care that your hair isn't blonde. No, my hair is not going to ever be blonde. Is it? You could make it blonde. <laughs> Why aren't you making it blonde, dude? I have no like, time I, for you. I, I, I only want to deal with blonde hair. No, people. I don't care if your hair isn't blonde. I just don't want to see it. No. What? 
Look. What? Look, I I don't have ca- I don't have time. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I have no time for it. There's no point. It's just not like these people tend to be they tend to act pragmatic. They tr- they they try to sound yeah. logical. No. They're not. No. You're wasting your time dealing about minutia. No. It's pointless. I just fucking move on. Can exactly. we just create cool shit? Can we just That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I think if you if you are creative in any way, I think you do have a purpose yeah. in life and that is to create. Create. I'm actually in the middle put of into the world your yeah. creations. I I just wrote during COVID. Of course. I How much? <laughs> I, yeah. I wrote a new script that mm. I'm looking to get produced as well, another film. Mhm. And um I think it's pretty doable to to film. It's, you know, it's only limited to a few characters, so I think it's doable to film right now. But I just want to, I just want to make, I want to make shit. Like literally, I want to create. Mm-hmm. I want to. I'm an like I'm a filmmaker. I want to make something cool. I want to do things that inspire other people. I want to do things that impact other people, and I want to do things that I feel are important to what I believe in, mm-hmm. you know? Do you feel like an activist or do you feel like just a standard person? I wouldn't um, talking activist is really hard for me to accept that I am. Uh, it's something, it's a heavy word. It's a heavy word. Yeah. It's very heavy activist is someone that's out there doing it, like killing it. Like, you know, being this huge, when voice, you think activist, you think a person with a sign, a sign out, out screaming, you know, cops. yeah, and like <laughs> not yeah. harassing, confronting, but cops. confronting. Um, I, you know, I'll be honest. I do see myself as a as as a voice, mm-hmm. a voice, a okay. voice. That's a good way to say. Um, it. I I know I have a platform. I know mm-hmm. I have a voice. I know I have a a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, as we, all, everybody has a purpose. Um. Well, but this is your purpose. But my purpose, I feel, is to use my voice, to use my platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Um, I mean, I, 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 I think it's hard to know and have the knowledge that people message, people message me a lot and say that like, I was the first trans person they followed or they look up to me or you have a social, I, you have a strong social media presence. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. And, and, and there's times where it could get a little overwhelming being told that you're a role model because there's, I mean, I'm grateful. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very privileged in that sense, but I do think that it, it is, it could be overwhelming cause I feel like I have to live up to the standard. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm like, at the same time, I feel like I can do that for somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, if I can do that for someone, then that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Cause I wish that I had that, you know? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about, I'm excited about a lot of things, but I'm really excited for people to see the change up. I really am. I'm excited to post it on YouTube. I'm excited to make out. it go cub- public. And um, as much as I like the idea of, film festival oh yeah like that it's awesome oh yeah but we're not doing that right now no we're just not i'm sorry but like 
we don't know when that's going to happen. We again. don't know when it's going to happen again. And and I'm I'm on the music side of right. of, of the industry. So right? you get so it. So it's like it was staggered out, not yeah. in staggered out. Yeah. Uh, where it was touch and go for a while, and then in a cascading effect, everybody was canceling shows, right. canceling festivals, canceling everything, everything, everything. Yeah. And it's like just. We need to adapt. We have to. Sorry, learn, I'm yep. sorry, but like we have to just move on. Yep. The same way Napster had to move on to yeah. streaming, had to not even streaming, downloading, and then streaming. Yeah. It's like you just have to do you it. You have to, and you have to learn what to do with what we're, what's going on. I mean, for for me, it was like, you know, the festivals weren't happening, so I was like, look, I have this story that's sitting on my computer. Mm-hmm. No one's seeing it. And I'm like, we just have to post it because I want people to see the story and be inspired, hopefully, and Mm -hmm. go from there. And, you know, I, it, look, I just want people to see it. Mm -hmm. I just want people to see the change up. I want people to be hopefully inspired by it. And if I can do that, great. And that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care about anything else i want people to just enjoy well you're doing this enjoy it. for somebody else's benefit hopefully yeah of if course. it's one person if it's a thousand people yeah if it's one yeah if it's, it's one fine. if it's one i've done the job that i've needed to do mm-hmm. um those headphones adjust by the way i don't know if you have oh to no i'm just chilling it's just yeah. we're chilling yeah. um i I'm really, really excited to release it. I'm really to see what happens to it. I'm excited to see feedback and, you know, the the, the cool thing is, is that it's 15 minutes. 15 it's minutes short. It's a short film. You know what I mean? Like it's a short film. I wouldn't it's 15 mind seeing long. A, a longer adapt or you a know, longer um, version of a feature. Of it? Yeah, yeah, you know, we we filmed it as a short film because you know our human intent attention span is so limited now uh, that 15 minutes is not very long. And if you have 15 minutes of your time to sit down and watch this film, I would love if you took the time to do so with no distractions to really intake the film and then to give me feedback um, and let me know how you feel about it, whether it's positive, negative or influential, whatever it is. Like, I just want to know how you felt about it because Mm -hmm. I really me and my team really gave everything to it, really gave our time and energy to this film. And me and Rachel spent, you know, five years working on this film and five, five years added to 15 minutes is insane to, yeah, to add what up. it amounted to oh my God. visually, uh, five years. Crazy. Wow. But yeah. five years of preparation to 15 minutes of mm. screen time. How many um, reshoots did you do? You know, we didn't do any reshoots. We None? Did, we, we filmed this in four days. No um, shit. We filmed it in four days. I so had the an, script was five the script. The script took me five years okay. to write and prep and then cast and then production and everything was five years. 15 minutes of screen time. That's insane. But... You know, I hope that the story comes Mm -hmm. through strongly to show people Mm -hmm. the time that our team put into it. Um, Rachel produced it. Jordan Otten was our director. And, you know, um, Rob was our direct, our um, cinematographer. And he's incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, Rob Natchman, he's just the best. Um, He's an Oscar nominated uh, short film student, a short short film um, nomination. He's just incredible. Um, I really wanted this, the story to fill like we were following this character, 
you know, I loved his behind the behind, you know, almost behind the shoulder shots where he's moving with these characters through the film. Mm. Um, and I really wanted it to feel feel like we were following these the story. Um, if you like if you FPV. noticed yeah. if you noticed in the film you don't see really much of Tatum until he reveals who he is mm-hmm. and then after he reveals who he is we we're in front of him from for the rest of the film um, so it was kind of like we almost are following this character we don't really know who he is but we're seeing who he is but we're not you see some guy yeah and then we we you know we we hear who he is and then the rest of the film is in mm-hmm. front of him so I I mean. Robert is incredible. He's great to work with. He's just, I can't say enough, uh, enough mm-hmm. great things about him, but he's just such a talented cinematographer and, um, he really helped guide and, and see the story for who it was. Uh, Jordan is our director. Jordan, uh, and, um, what I really love about Jordan is that she really cares about the relationship of the characters. So mm-hmm. it's more about why are these actors, why are these characters reacting this way and why are they responding this way? Um, and so she really had a great way of allowing me and Katie, who Katie plays Harley, Katie, uh, Katie's a really dear friend of mine. And Mm -hmm. I've always, when I was writing the script, I actually had Katie in mind for Harley. Mm -hmm. Um, and Jordan has a way of just really getting in touch with these characters and, um, really diving diving deep into why they feel this way um, versus like just act sad. No, it's like, why do you feel this way? You know, it's like, why do you think Tatum would respond in such a way? So I I just, Jordan's great. Um, I really feel like she, I mean, I couldn't have picked a better director for this film. So she's really great too. Um, And um, just my whole team is just so excited to just no, you built a solid team. Yeah, sure. they're great. I mean, it's a solid film. Fifteen minutes, like you said, five years of work. Yeah, fifteen minutes for. I can show it, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. I needed just people to just see it. It's, so uh, it's frustrating to hear that you might not show it. Because right. Film festivals are no that in in operation. And that was kind of up for debate. Capacity. We kind of were like, hey, like what this is what's going on right now with the pandemic. So like, what I do we get do? it. I kind of get. I mm-hmm. kind of get it. Yeah. But so we, on. the team was like, yo, like this is what's going on with the with the film festivals right now. What do we do? And it's like. Let's just post it. Yeah. You know, so November 30th, it'll be posted mm-hmm. and everyone can go watch it and see it, stream it, share it, like it, whatever, enjoy it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's going to be shown. It's going to be posted and it's going to be, you know, available for everybody on YouTube. And I'm so, so excited um, for just honestly anyone to see this film. This is like, this is my baby. This has like been the project that I've just really cradled and been just nurtured and i'm i'm just excited for people to just view mm-hmm. it my mom is so funny she was like you know it's been five years so i've been talking about this film for five years and my mom thinks i'm a fraud she's like is this even real like are you even really like filming this i'm like yes like i promise you like da-da-da-da. on top of really uh, yeah but it's <laughs> just funny annoying. it's just funny because like you know and, like <laughs> i'm i'm excited for my mom to finally see it yeah and like be like i told you i wasn't lying this whole time i've said i've been working i've been working mom like you know but what makes me feel better about all of that is that she didn't believe you were trans at mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. now she doesn't believe you're a filmmaker yeah yeah she just doesn't believe 
in goals. Goals, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, not against you. No, yeah. She doesn't believe in. It's not that she doesn't believe in your goals. She just doesn't believe in goals. Yeah, my <laughs> mom. My mom's, you know, actually like. Like now, like my mom my, doesn't believe in goals. Yeah, my mom just is like. She is my greatest supporter. She just wants, she's so eager to see. She wants work. to see the results. She wants to see it. Yeah. Yeah. My mom too. She yeah. wants to see the results. Yeah. You could talk all you want. She's like, I need to see this now. She Show me my mom's what like, this is. so are you really like working on a film? I'm like, yes, mom. I have this whole team behind me. Mm -hmm. Like they're great. They're incredible. Like da da da. She's like, okay. And then I'm like, mom, I promise you, like I'm working right now. And she's like, I don't, I want to see it. And so mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like when she sees the film, everything will make sense to her. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. Like I'm that. excited for everyone to see it. I'm excited for everyone to show whoever they want. And I, I mean, look, if this can, if a young trans person can see this and feel, feel validated and not feel so alone, then I've done what I've wanted to do, mm -hmm. you know, and that's all I can ask for. Do you feel that will be your forever mission in life um, to, d to do that, to, to, to fulfill that role as a role model or? No, I mean, I would love, I mean, I, w I mean, look, I would love to get, I would love to get casted in a, in a TV series for a role that has nothing to do with being trans. And then later on, casting and production, all that, mm -hmm. they all find out that I'm trans. And that to me is pretty groundbreaking, mm -hmm. that a trans person is playing a role on TV, television, that has nothing to do with them being trans. Mm -hmm. um, and that I got the role based on the fact that I can act. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm trans. Nothing else. Not because they wanted diversity. No, because I can act and I was meant for that role. Mm -hmm. And then later on, you know, I think it'd be really cool if, you know, like, look, I'm gonna be honest. I know I'm not a bad looking dude. So I think it'd be really cool to have someone in media that young girls or even older girls, whatever, are, you know, can fangirl over mm -hmm. and is a trans guy. That's pretty dope because it shows that trans guys are desirable by, by women, you know, mm -hmm. or not just that, but like they're likable. They're, you know, all these different things, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, just the fact that you look, well, here's the thing that applies to the, mm -hmm. to the, that assumes the idea, right. That male or female is attractive. Right. It assumes a, it kind of assumes a binary. It does. Which not correct me from well like let's talk about it like yeah. what what's what where are the distinctions here hmm. because <clears throat> some will say there are no genders mm. some will say that all genders are made up some will say there are genders but here are the parameters and uh male doesn't mean male male means female and vice versa and whatnot like yeah. it, it's such a mixed right. bag yeah that none of us seem to be able to agree on uh male female trans what have you like none of us agree on this even within each movement yeah i mean the only movements are 
are are uh, gay and trans. Right. I, there's no straight movement. There's straight defense. There's no straight movement though. Like nobody's arguing for straight rights. Right. I, yeah, because there's well, no straight there's rights. No, there is no straight. Like we, they already have them. Yeah. There's gay rights. There's trans right. rights. Right. There's um, asexual rights, but asexuals. I don't know. Are ace, I don't think asexuals are denied anything. There's nothing cause aside a, from aside from social stigma. Like right. They're not denied any rights. Like there's nothing denied of them. Hmm. Not denied of them. Denied, I'm not too sure. Denied them. Of. If you're asexual, I don't know what don't you get. I don't know because I'm if not. You're gay. Too, you don't get a lot. If you're. If I'm not going to lie. I'm not too educated on it, so I don't know if I can really say. I don't. Yeah. Good point. I'm not either. You know. I'm Let's like. Let's not talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're like fuck. Yeah, I don't know. No, Sometimes I, I feel feel asexual, but I'm not. I, I know that I'm not, so I can't. Asexual. <laughs> so I know that is I when you don't have bubble. Is when you don't have sex, right? Or you? you well, you're not interested. You don't you're care. Just not, you're not sexual. You're not at all. You're yeah. You're just not into it. You're not into the sexual nature of human interaction. So you feel like you're asexual sometimes. Every now and then. Really? Every now and then where I'm just like, I don't care about sex. Like, sex is the last thing on my... Or it's it's toward the bottom of the list. Really? Of th- like, I would rather have, like, a... Intimate. Intimate. Conversation. Way, physical... Not physical, obviously. Um, emotional. Connection. Intellectual connection. Where where physical comes into mind, for sure. Are you demisexual? But it's not... What is demisexual? So, demi- you might be demisexual. Let me just... Please. Demisexual is when you don't feel like you can have a sexual relationship with someone until you are emotionally or intellectually connected with them. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. That's not I feel, I, No, I feel like sexual would be the precursor. Hmm. Um, I feel like if I can't, I need to have the emotional, intellectual to for it to last more than a day <laughs> more than, right to last more than i don't know for it to be a long lasting like a uh, significant relationship it goes beyond sexual we can't hmm. be just sexual i don't care about that as much no 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 so like demisexual like you can't be sexual with somebody until you are emotionally connected to them oh nah, no no I, because sometimes I feel like the sexual nature would be a pre. Uh, yeah, I'm contradicting myself now. It's okay. Um, yeah, the sexual nature would have to be a precursor, not always. Hmm. Huh. But sometimes it would be. Okay. And then sometimes not. Sometimes it's like I'm not sexually attracted to you unless I know that you have a brain. Hmm. And if you don't have a brain, I'm not. But that might just care. be a preference. Like you need to be smart. Like you're, you're like not a just bil- smart. If I if I found out you were um, homophobic, done. But you're hot, done. You're gorgeous. I would fuck you any day of the week, any day, any time. I will leave work to be to with fuck you. you. But you're homophobic. We're done. No, we're, no we have nothing else. To, we have nothing else to do. To no. say, there's nothing there. You became ugly. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah. If you're racist, you're Done. ugly. I don't care how hot you are. If Selma Hayek is racist, oh, I, I don't want to talk to I'm her. I'm the same way. My, oh my God. Um, 
I cannot be with someone who is racist or homophobic. No. Obviously transphobic. Deal Obviously, hello, I'm Obviously. trans. Um, Deal breaker. But racist. Honestly, I couldn't be with a Trump supporter. Um, I wish I could. Guess someone really cool and really nice. <laughs> aside from like these, but there's like sometimes they're just like these random little proclivities where it's like they're just mimicking yeah. what they're, they're no. just parroting what their parents taught them. Yes. And outside I, of that, they're really cool. <laughs> I know. I know. But their parents taught them really dumb bullshit. So somehow they it sticks with them. It sticks with them. It sucks. Like we're. It does suck a, because racism is taught. Species. Racism is something that is taught, and hundred oh, percent. You know, it's it's sad if it sucks. Yeah. You know. Did you did you meet diversity as a as a as a child? No. Like racial, sexual, no. anything like that. That was all never taught to me um very traditional christian home um my mother is from the south um not from the south correct i'm sorry correction uh her family lives in the south now so Mm -hmm. i think she was taught southern ways um and you know BLM is a big topic in our household because I always bring it up because I feel like conversation is very important to have. Mm-hmm. Regardless of comfort. Regardless level. of comfort. It's not about my comfort. It's about talking about things that are hard to talk about and that are uncomfortable but could produce change. Mm-hmm. And I will say it has. So if you're not having those conversations when you believe what you believe in and you live in a house or I don't live in the ho- I don't live with my parents. Um, I live on my own, but, um, you know, like I live with, well, um, you're within I'm talking distance. Yes. I'm with talking distance. Um, so I choose to have those conversations because I feel like they will be beneficial. Um, and Do they you ha- force them. I don't force them. My Do you mom feel is, like you force them? no, my mom is very open to conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're hard for both of us, mm-hmm. but we are, believe we both believe in conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she'll she'll make the effort. She'll make the she'll effort. She'll meet you. We'll sit. We'll sit and we'll talk. Yeah. It doesn't end in a fight, you know, where sometimes I feel like those conversations that are very political and very, you know, different can end in fights. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so we have those conversations and they're hard. They're hard to sit and talk about. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. When you have these conversations, it really does help open up people's minds to things. And I think it has opened up my mom's minds, especially when you believe so strongly and passionately about something and you, you, you explain things in a way that's not attacking allows change to happen. Right. You just bring it up. As yeah. Because I understand, the, I understand my mom comes from a generation and a family that is very close minded. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. So I have those conversations knowing that. And I think doing so helps open up her mind. Mm-hmm. And I think it has. I definitely think it has. And it's interesting to that you said that you grew up in a non-denominational mm-hmm. church. In my experience, non-denominational churches have been more accepting. More accepting. Of well, just about everything. My dad, can I open these? Is that cool? 
Oh, do it, yeah. My Actually, do you mind if I pause the room? No, go ahead. So, when naming, yeah, uh, when coming up with the name Carter, yeah, from you said Victoria, yeah, Victoria. How did you come to Carter? Um. So Victoria was my birth name, Victoria Rose. Uh, I love the name; I think it's beautiful, but it just never was me. I also feel so. No one ever called me Victoria. People always call me Tori. Mm-hmm. Um. Same thing with that. Like I just, it just never felt me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the name doesn't make me cringe. I don't feel like some, like you know, to me, like that name when I hear it, it doesn't make me go like, oh my god, ew. Like da, da, da. I've accepted, you know, that part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, Carter was the name that my mom was gonna give me if I was born male, and so I always kind of felt like that was always who I was supposed to be. Um, I also wanted it, I wanted it to be a name that my mom liked and I knew my mom liked that name. Um, my brother, so my brother's name is Taylor Mm. and my other brother is Parker. So it kind of made sense to be Taylor Carter Parker. You wanted er. Yeah. Er. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like there. So that was the name. Um, and then Ray, Raymond's my dad's middle name. So I wanted to take like part of that so um and when picking my name i had two names that i really liked it was carter and i also liked i liked the the name baylor Baylor. um baylor yeah i've never heard that name yeah and so it was kind of like i really liked that name but where did you hear that name well i i just kind of like thought of it but i'm really glad i didn't go with it because i'll tell you why so i had um there was two weeks that went by i told my best friends i said um, my my best friends Hannah and Kinsey. I was like, hey, like I want you guys to call me Carter, con- like consecutively and like many times mm-hmm. for two weeks straight, and I'll see how I feel about it. And then two weeks after that, I want you to say Baylor for two weeks, you know, consecutively, see how I feel about that. Interesting. Um, so they're like, okay, okay, and they did. They called me both. You know, the the, the weeks went by, and I just I really I. I got sick of Baylor and I really liked Carter and um, also um, my brother's name's Taylor, which is just a letter off. It's Baylor and Taylor. It was mm-hmm. just too close. Spelled um, different even, but like still Right. The same. Yeah. And I'm really glad I went with Carter because my brother Parker um, and my sister Madison, who is younger, um, they both ended up going to Baylor University in, te- <laughs> in Texas. So it yeah. kind of worked out that way. I was like, well, I'm glad I went with, yeah. you know, Carter. So, um, my, my, uh, my trans friend in high school, mm-hmm. she went from Ashley, her mm-hmm. original name to Riley mm-hmm. to Kieran. Oh, wow. And, uh, I always wondered about, we lost touch somewhere in that transition in the uh, second um, transition of names. So I never really got to get the full right. um, story. Story on why Kieran was, I think Kieran was like an actor's name, but like Riley, I didn't know where that came from. Yeah. 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 And, and 
Carter just felt right to me. I don't know. I just kind of always um, Carter's a good name. Like it's it's a solid name. It, it's uh, I don't know. It's easy to pronounce. It's quick. Yeah. Uh, in our in our time of like quick witted, not just quick uh, grat- instant gratification, but like in just quick, like um, as I as I. As I drag on about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, just we yeah. we need we need uh, we need quick words. We need short words. We need short yeah concepts to just simply gra- grasp onto. It just Carter is a Aaron Carter. That's what I think of. Oh yeah, you got your sandwiches. Oh yeah, they're over here. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Sandwiches are here. No, you're good. Oh no, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. Um, it just, sorry about the rug on that. I'm still trying to figure out, and uh, I don't know what your design uh, sort of um, proclivities are, but I have uh, I have some issues with that rug that's oh, no. rolled up that that you walked over walked earlier. Walked over, nice. Yeah, I need a place to put it. It's all good. So I you'll don't know. figure it out. Yeah. Hopefully. Um. Yeah. No, Carter just felt right to me. It felt it, it fitted really well. Um. Like I said, with my brothers. Taylor and Parker Carter mm-hmm. just kind of like made sense. Um, and Ray, I wanted to keep the R was mm. really important for me because all my siblings have R middle, middle names. Did you think Ryer? No, I didn't. Mm. It's, I mean, I don't think that's a name, but yeah, I like it though. To adapt it. Why not? <laughs> I like it. Ryer. Uh, um, there was a lot of R names that I thought of for my, go with Cryer. For my middle Cryer. name, but but Ray Ray was just kind of like my because my dad's middle name was Raymond. It mm. made sense to go like Carter Ray. I I just kind of like Carter Raymond was too long for mm. me. Um, I also thought a lot about like because of like stage names and stuff like that. Like my stage name when I like act like in all my credits, it's Carter Ray. It's not Carter Ray Vincent. Um, it's no. Just, Three or less. I yeah, right? and I have I have all my names are first, last, and middle names. So Vincent could be first, last, or middle, um, and Ray could be first, last, or middle, and Carter can also be first, mm. last, middle. So it was kind of like, but Carter Ray just made sense to me. So it, it and it 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 just fit me. Sometimes mm. when you hear the name, you just know like that's my name. So you didn't completely make it up. No. You 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 drew it from I drew from it from experience. Yeah, I didn't just yeah. like think like, oh yeah, I like that. It was like Carter was the name that my mom was supposed to name me mm-hmm. if I was born male and I am male and that's who I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Ray Raymond was my dad's middle name, made sense for me. Mm-hmm. And then Vincent's my actual last name. Yeah. And I always wondered like if because I've been asked a couple of times. Yeah. Like, if you could name yourself anything else, like, and not for any right specific reason, but like, if what you could, would it be? If you could name yourself, yeah, what would your name be? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Right. I, may, I don't know. I I've never thought about it because I've never had to put. I've never been put in that position to think about it. Right. Like I was almost named Dominic. Dominic. My parents told me that I was mm. either Dominic or Justin. Turns out I was Justin because. I was born at, at San Antonio Hospital, not San Antonio, um, Pomona Valley Hospital oh, okay. in Pomona, right off the 10. Yeah, yeah. 
my parents lived in Rancho Cucamonga at the time. And uh, my mom went into labor and they almost, she almost gave birth on the freeway. Oh shit. Because they rushed over. They almost gave, she almost gave birth on the freeway. They made it to the hospital just in time. Just in time. So, okay, not Dominic. It's not Justin. Justin. I love that. Yeah. One What's your, do you have a middle name? What's your middle name? Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. Justin Alexander. And tell me this. Cause, so I would, I've been trying to like make sense of names. Yeah. Like I always thought names were interesting, mm-hmm. right? Like m- make them up yourself they or, are. or not. Like it doesn't matter either way. They're interesting. Right. So my names are Justin, one who seeks justice, Alexander, apparently based on, as far as I know, based on Alexander, the great yeah. the defender of men and Bieger. Bieger is a, uh, it's a French name, name, uh, pronounced Biga, and it means, uh, quarreler or squabbler, somebody who fights, just, just somebody who like argues and fights. So I am an arguing defender of men who seeks justice. justice. Yeah. Completely on accident. I love that. well, it bothers me because I don't do those things. <laughs> I think you do. I think you do. I think that you're... <laughs> like, I feel like I need to do those things more, more to earn the name. I just have the name. Do you have the name? Like, I met a guy oh, at work. I met yeah. a guy named Thor. Thor. An old man named Thor. And I was like, your name is Thor? He's like, yeah. His wife's like, yeah, right? I was like, yeah, that's pretty badass. She's like, it used to be Thorington. And I was like, glad you went with Thor. Thor. Thorington. Yeah. Thorington. No. I get the power of names. I don't yeah. know. I get it. So when you call Carter is the Carter. I will tell you what Carter is. Carter means the carrier of goods. Yes. Which means I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> well, it means you're a dealer. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, I, I mean... Hey, milkshake springs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but honestly, I I just like the sound of Carter. It just made sense. Honestly, I, I, we, yeah, I like the, the meaning behind yeah. it. You know what? I always tell I, my my branding. I mean, what I want to eventually brand myself as is with Ray is like Ray of sh- sunshine, right? Mm-hmm. Like Ray, like shining light and like I want to hopefully hopefully portray and radiate positivity and I mean light to people so um Ray kind of has that to it but Carter I mean carrier of goods you need it I got it (laughs) <laughs> I'll get you what you want. Exactly. I get you what, what you, you want. want. You need it? I yeah, it. exactly. So, I mean, you, you know. are uh, not Ray. You're <laughs> not red. You're Ray. Did you ever see the Shawshank Redemption? No, I did not. Oh, I haven't. No, really? I know. With, uh, I know. Morgan Freeman. I know. Robinson. I know. I haven't. So the guy who could get everything in the prison, his name was Red. Red. Yeah. I love that. Kind of close to Ray. I Ray. guess. Exactly. I guess. I get you whatever stretching. you want. Yeah. He was the guy that, like, the guy wanted chess pieces. 
So the guy got him chest got him. pieces. He's got like, him. I can do it. Got you. He's like, if it's illegal and I got busted, it's on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. I love that. So what is something that, what is something you think that, um, as a tr- as a trans man, mm-hmm. you think that cishet male or female doesn't understand about you? You know, it's like really that that they, like it just won't like. They just don't get, but you're like, it's obvious. Hmm. Besides the fact that you're also human. Right. No, of course. I think that, like, one, that we're just like everybody else. I'm like, look, I, get, I might be trans, but I'm, like, look, I always tell people this, and, it, and it, it's funny. I'm like, look, as a trans man, when it comes to dating, mm-hmm. I'm like, I got bonuses on you, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, look, like, my girl. Yeah, gets, you're a little bit of competition. Yeah, I'm like, look, like, pretty handsome you think, like, you know, it's funny because, like, in high school, or like, not in high school, like, in college, like, I'd be talking to a girl and she'd be seeing some guy, right? Like, mm. mind you, I shouldn't be doing that. I get it. But, like, <laughs> but, like, you know, the guy would be like, oh, I'm not concerned, right? And I'm like, bro, look, listen. Whatever girl I'm with gets to pick whatever size dick she wants. Okay, first of all, I never will have a problem getting hard, and I can stay as hard as long as she needs to, and I understand what it's like to have a period. And I can connect with her on an emotional level that you just never will be able to do. What do you mean? She's got nothing to be worried about. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just kidding. I'm like, you know what, like... No, uh, no, 100%. But, that's also a concern. But, sure. yeah, I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? But at the end of the day, I'm like... When it comes to truly, like, I, like, I do think that when it, something that people just won't understand is, like, what the, what, what, what people on that side of the, that part of the spectrum won't understand. I mean, I think that, like, people who are kind of ignorant don't understand, like, being trans is, like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's really not... Like it's not a big deal. I'm like I'm just. I found out you were trans. I think by I think Drina told. Drina, yeah, probably, yeah. And I was sense. like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like my thing I had is no like, idea. Well, first off, had no idea. No idea. Yeah, so, uh, and like, my thing is like, there's, it's not a big deal. I'm just a, I'm just look, I'm just a dude, and my history. Yeah, I'm trans, but so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Rina told me you were you were trans, and I was like, "Okay." I had well. First off, I was shocked. Look, yeah. To be honest, I was no, shocked. Yeah. I was like, "Nah." Of all the trans people I've met, <laughs> yeah. What we were talking about earlier, you said, "Oh yeah. no, I can see through the eyes, or I can see through." Yeah. Usually, it was obvious. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I can see that." Yeah. With you, I was like, "Nah." Huh? Okay. Cool. First yeah. off, Carter's not an asshole. So So there's that. <laughs> Carter's actually a really pleasant person to work right. with. Right. I actually I actually wish for him on my shifts. So uh, <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean I I I don't know if there's anything What about the other way though? What do you think that trans people don't get about the cishets who like yeah. What is that? What is that? That like I could see your point. I could see that cishet point. But 
I don't way agree around. with it. But I mean, I, I, like, what's the other be way hard around? For me to, it'd be hard for me to say because I'm not cis, so I don't know what what's the that? viewpoint of cis people are because I'm just not. Oh, but no. beyond that, though, like, what do you think? What do you think? I can't, in a bad way of saying, what do you think that you're doing or that you are mm-hmm. that is legitimately to them just unreasonable to what they grew up with? Mm. Like they grew I think, up with here's the thing. man is man and women is women and no, yeah. men like football here's the and thing. women like painting their nails. You don't do any of this. We things. don't. We, what, what, is, we, what is understandable? Here's the thing is, is we fear what we don't understand. So, yeah. so things that don't make sense to us can be scary. Um, and that goes for any walk of life, any aspect of life, any area of life. Something I don't, I can't comprehend can be scary. But at the end of the day, things that scare me, I can accept and I can, under, I can, I, I can accept them. You know, I think that, look, at the end of the day, cisgender people are never going to understand trans people. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because they're not, not trans. Right. Because they're not trans. If, if... I don't have to accept you. I don't have to um, understand what it is to be black. No, but you can not be have black. empathy. Exactly. Yeah. Me, I, I know that cisgender people will never truly understand me because they've never walked through my shoes. They've never, they've never been through what I've been, been through and that's okay. But can they accept me? Yeah. Can Mm -hmm. they show compassion? Yes. Can they be open-minded? Yes. That's the difference. But people who are unwilling to do those things, Okay, bye. I don't it's, care. It, yeah, it's not something that has to be an issue. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I do wonder if you suddenly told me now I'm a woman. Hmm. I've always been a woman. And I always will be a woman. Hmm. What do what do I have to say to you? If I to- if I told you that now? If you told me right now, actually I'm a woman. Uh, well, first of all, I think that that cringes me out because I would like. Well, obviously, because you I, don't. I would. You are not that. Right, right. But yeah. if I was just like, yo, like, I mean, if you suddenly changed your mind, as if you were capable. Right, right, right. I mean, what do I have to? What What do I have to do? I mean, I think if what I truly, what, what if I truly did say that, if I truly did say that, I'd be like, okay, like that's how you feel, like that's your experience, and like I accept it. Like I, <laughs> I know many of people who have detransitioned, um, because not even detransitioned, right now. Yeah, they're just, yeah, no, I mean, there's. I feel like I, I feel like the word detransition means, like, physical work. It is, yeah. Right. It could be. It could be. Because social. to not say that means not. Right. Acknowledging that. Yeah. Like in the sense that, how do you feel? How do you feel about the feminist movement? How do you feel about? Uh, have you been following the whole J.K. Rowling shit? I mean, fuck J.K. Rowling. How do you feel about it? I mean, 
Look, she thinks that being trans takes away from cisgender women. Well, that so, is so she's a cisgender woman. Right. So she gets to say what she has to say about cisgender women. Yeah, but she's being transphobic when saying so, because what she's saying is that being trans is like she's saying that trans women are not women. Yeah, she was saying some like and that she was women she was who are trans sense, and then she wasn't women the, who are trans again, and then takes away the identity of cisgender women. She's fucking stupid. I don't know, man. I think she was making a little bit of sense. Because, but how so? In the sense that she was saying that cis women were taking away from the feminist movement in the sense that cis women don't have the full, not, not, not most, but full experience of being a woman. Hmm. You will never know. Like, for example, you will never know 100%. You will know 80%, 95% what it is to be a man, to be true, to be, uh, by well, not to be a man. Let me, let me, let me, uh, identify this. Look, I'll never uh, know what it means to be biological female. You will never know what it is like to I carry a dick and balls. No, never. You will um, never know. Well, no, matter, well, no matter. You will know uh, 98%, right. 95%. Mm -hmm. You will never know 100%. Here's the thing. I'll never look. She will never know the other percent, and she's missing that, too. She's missing <laughs> the fact that she ignores the fact that she will never know the other side of that. She she presumes to know things that she will never know. Here, but she also n presumes to know a lot that she does know. Here here's the thing. I'll be honest. I will and I will say this. Mm -hmm. I will never know what it's like to be a biological assigned at birth male. Mm -hmm. Never. Mm -hmm. I'm not biological male. Mm -hmm. I'm not I am not cisgender. I will never know what that is like to be. But I will. I do know what it's like to be a man because mm -hmm. I am. You just. I'm just. And not you just are. And I'm just. And am. I accept that because I just. I am. don't. I don't. I can't tell you why I am a man. Yeah, you just are. But I am. And here's the thing. But the, my issue is with J.K. Rowling is look, she's putting out merch. I, I don't think she's putting out merch. I think she's sponsoring a company that merch? puts out merch. Yes. As in like shirts. Like shirts and, and stuff. Oh, okay. That says. Trans men are my sisters and like things oh, that are. Oh no! Wait, yeah. No. Really? Yeah. No, that's no, no. That's no. that's my issue because I'm like, no, no, no. That, Absolutely not. That's my no. Fuck I, you. I'm not okay with that. I'm not. I'm okay, okay with, with her having that thought and that feeling. Look, you gotta, look, don't I'm, make money off of not it. Not that I'm not that I'm okay with her having that thought or that feeling, but I'm. I accept her opinion. You're look. Everybody's entitled to their own thought and their own. Opinion. Look, I'm whatever. I, I'm okay with people having their thoughts and their opinions. Whatever. If but you but you want to put out it, you have to you want to put out merch or sponsor a company that puts out merch that you says have to justify it. Yeah, that says trans men are your sisters. No, absolutely not. They're not. Trans men or men? Uh, yeah. So I, I there's a little. Here's the thing. I have nothing to say about ovaries. Right. Yeah. 
Me either. I had mine removed. <laughs> I have nothing to say about them, about the ovaries. I never had to be removed right. because I never had them in the first place. Right. I have nothing to say about them. Right. It's the same thing with like abortion. It's like, unless you had an abortion, you have nothing to say about it. Yeah. No, unless you've sure. been in that situation, you have nothing to say about it. Right. I have nothing to say about women. I can't, as a cis man, I can't talk about women's rights. Mm-hmm. I can't. I've, we don't live no. the world in the mm-hmm. same way. Yep. Simple, simple as that. Right. I but mean, then you mix the second level of both of those things, and then you twist them. Not twist them. You exchange them. You can't do the same thing. And it's like J.K. Rowling made sense. She was defending women. Quote, unquote, women. Right. At the same, like, She said trans rights were taking away from women's rights. Women can identify as women, mm-hmm. can't they? Yeah. And then trans people, men or women, can identify as trans people. Fair enough. She was trying to make that an exclusive thing. And I think that's okay. And I think that the problem was that everyone who followed her and agreed with her thought it meant something else. Yeah. And it meant that all you can agree with is that women are women and men are men. And she was just saying that, look, if you're born a biological woman, you have different struggles than a biological man. True. A biological man who deals with significantly yeah. less struggles. Unless that biological man is a trans man or trans woman, rather. Or, right. Or, poly or poly. Uh, what? what what's non-binary. That? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, non-binary. Yeah. Yeah. I think it got more complicated. Yeah. Um, too quickly than our dumbass civilization is ready to adapt. Yeah. And I think. The only problem is that it happened too quickly. Not that it happened. Right. But that it happened too quickly. I think uh, we need to just simply adapt and it doesn't matter. Right. Just, are you paying your tax? I don't know. Are you paying your taxes? Making sure the the roads work? (laughs) Are you... um, I don't know. Are you not taking money out of my... Are you not taking food out of my children's mouth? Right, yeah. That's I don't... If you're not doing that, I don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. In fact, hey, if you're not taking food out of my kid's mouth and you want to contribute to, like, building a, a, a base on, on, the, on the moon mm-hmm. or, like, Mars, can we do that, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, but you're gay, but you're trans? But you want, but but you want to, you want to go to the moon too. Can we go to the moon? Okay, yeah. let's combine our resources. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that one day we'll get to a point where we'll all understand each other, but it's going to take a long time. How long? It'll take a long time. Within our lifetime? No. No? No? no. Wow, no. That's a quick... No. Not in our lifetime, no. Our grandkids? Mm, Maybe. Maybe? Hopefully. Hopefully. But you have to understand that ignorance is taught. Right? It's passed down. It's not bestowed. So we still have it in our generation. And I for sure fucking know that we have it in the generation below us. And that shit's going to get passed down to their... You know, it's... It's a vicious cycle. Every generation thinks the previous generation was full of shit. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So we're the best one. I mean... By our standards, we're the best one. Yeah, but then the generation below us is like, you guys are fucking stupid. So in like two generations, how racist do you think we are? (laughs) It's hard because I feel like... Like, you think we're not racist at all. But in two generations, they're going to think like... Oh, we're they fine. thought they weren't racist, but they're racist. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. What is it? It's whatever it is. Nice. We're going to have to figure it out. I don't know. I think the internet changed everything. I think we have... The fact that we have access to everything <sighs> means that we can it's really adjust things quicker. <sighs> Something. <laughs> Can I hit pause again? Yeah. All right, and we're back. We're, we're back. We took a break. A I had break. to pee. <laughs> pee Carter break. had to be before, but I had to pee <laughs> now. And uh, now we're talking about where can we find your shit, dude? Dude, um, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Carter Ray. Carter underscore Ray with two Y's at. That's for my Instagram. This is great. I'm, I very I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. <laughs> I love that. Great. Well, hopefully to do this again soon when you we release should, your when we release a change musical up, we'll have single a, and my music single, we'll have a little talk. Yes. Oh, because honestly, that's why I started this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll this do thing it. is about music. Yeah. So once I release the single and the music video, by the way, which comes out the same day, ah, which. The music video hasn't been shot yet, nor has the single been officially recorded and finalized yet. But once we're doing a release, so we'll we'll be we'll be we'll we'll, we'll be talking we'll be talking we'll be talking exactly soon. exactly love that. And if you're in uh, West West like Hollywood, Weho in, yep. at the time, I'll be I'll come to you. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we, we, well, I have a studio in my apartment down there, so yeah. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be I'm not going to make you drive all this way. I'll be doing it. All right, Justin. Thanks, buddy. Of course, man.